while since we've done one of these, but we're back. That we are. We're, we're here to cause some chaos, yep. break some hearts, pick some movies that are going to end some friendships, wow. probably, since we've done one of these. Yeah, well, we are. Back. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're, Why do we have an echo? Chaos, What's going break on? Break some hearts. Some that there we go. Jacob, what are you doing? I'm I'm getting professional in this thing. This, I'm, I'm this really... is a taste of how professional uh, yes. this is going to be. Yes, so, exactly. Welcome <laughs> to the hangout. It's what time is it? Noon. I need some alcohol already. Let's let's bring in the guests. Let's but we have some off. absolutely amazing and wonderful guests. So we're gonna kick this off with Lady Justice herself, Marisol McKee. How are you? I'm great. <laughs> I'm fantastic. It is not, it is a little bit past noon or it is going to be noon, depending on which, if you look at the glass half empty or half full, but um, um, I am, I am already, I'm already enjoying some sips. So you're in good company folks. That is absolutely awesome. And we are also joined by the coyote, Adam Collins. How are you? Hey. Uh, he had a great introduction in Space Jam, A New Legacy, or so I was told. <laughs> topical reference, topical reference. Um, so good to be here. Marisol, you're okay, too. Um, but yeah, oh, Jake, Jacob and Taylor, a pleasure. And uh, go Formula One racing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm still very tired from watching that race last night. because it was I'm tired very, very from keeping up with your tweets. It seems very <laughs> intense. It seems very dramatic. I... I'll get into one of these. Things. I'm not gonna lie. Yesterday's race was very, very. Dramatic. The problem is, we start watching the races at like midnight our time, and then if there's a big crash and the race gets red flagged, it just delays it, and then we're up until like three in the morning. So that's essentially <laughs> what we went through. <laughs> Yo. That is a vicious cycle. Uh, <laughs> yes, we are also joined by the incredible Mara Kanopic. How are you? I was told there'd be no math. That's fair. <laughs> uh, the only one doing math will be me because I have to count people's votes, and that's going to be very interesting. So I have to count to be able to count to seven. So I think I think maybe I think we can I can do pull that. that off. I think I'll be able to do that. How are you? you. <laughs> I'm doing well, thanks. Fun fact: I have driven a Formula One car, but never been to a Formula One race. I'm insanely jealous right now that it's not even funny, and uh, I could seriously just have a Formula One conversation right now. But I think I think Laura has just unknowingly volunteered herself to talk to Jacob about Formula One from now on. This was a tactic I came up with this a week ago. You didn't know that. That's fair. <laughs> we are also joined by the lovely the jackals. How are you guys? <laughs> woof woof. We're in the doghouse. You got the jackals and the coyote. And uh, yes, I like yes, that. Push you away. Yeah, push me. <laughs> but, I like that but me and Mara are offsetting the corruption overhaul going on here. <laughs> that was not intentional. And Taylor. Well. And Taylor. <laughs> Jesse. The, uh, corruption Jesse. overhaul is not intentional. Yes, sir. You and I have had our shots, though. That's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> the most important question, though, is besides the two of us that I see, who else is House Slytherin here? Anybody else besides the two of us? Oh, oh, right. Duh. Sorry. I wanted to raise my hand eagerly oh, again. No. So, no. That's okay. We're the special people. It's fine. Hufflepuff. That's fair. <laughs> I have no idea what I am. Yeah. I have actually no idea. I, can't, I never remember what I am. 
Um, <laughs> you are the Australian. biggest fan I know, and you don't know this information. I know. Whatever, Slytherins represent. I, I know. <laughs> All right. Well, Slytherin speaking of Harry Potter, we will be <laughs> starting our greatest Comic Con movie bracket. Now, the way this is going to work over the next several weeks, I have no idea how many weeks it's going to be. It's just more going to be how we all go with time. Uh, we are we are going to go through 286 movies and pick what is the best one. There are nine individual, nine separate 32 uh, seated brackets. The entire bra seating was completely random. There was not a single matchup that was actually designed or ranked over certain things. It was all just I put it in. I put 280 movies into a randomizer, and that was the result. So, but you can still yell at Jacob because he randomized it. So you yes. can get mad at him. <laughs> you can get mad at me over this. Now, if you want to influence the result, if you don't like the way a result is going and you want to influence it, go to our Streamlabs and tip five dollars. If you do that, you may you will get a vote. Put your vote in the message, and your vote will count just as strong as ours. And you can even influence the results. We will give you warning at the start of before we begin every single round. And if your uh, a if your uh, tip has not been put in before we end the round, it will miss, and then we will ask you to pick one for another move, another matchup. Guys, are we ready? I mean, ready is a word for it. Like, <laughs> we are, sure. We're All ready. right. As I said earlier, Mara, I am. I apologize for this first matchup, but we do have Son of the Mask versus Batman. <laughs> I did not intend that to be the first matchup, and then I it just clicked like. 30 seconds ago and oh crap. So what was the first movie I said I hope is on here before we went live? <laughs> so Mara, I'm going to let you exercise some demons. Uh what would your first pick what we what will you pick out of these two? I think you're gonna be really shocked. Uh -oh. I'm gonna pick Son of the No, I'm not. I'm picking Batman. <laughs> it's, it's, it's more my favorite movie, but also um, I don't care what it costs me. I'll never ever watch that movie again. <laughs> That's that is fair and completely understandable. I have several of those that I'm like, not. Nah, I don't care what it's gonna cost me. I will never watch them again. Uh, Marisol, where are we going with you? Oh yeah, this is this is a no-brainer. Um, this is Returns is an absolutely iconic superhero film. Um, it's it's an iconic just just film in general, and it blows Son of the Mask out of the water, which everybody can agree is a stain on human existence, and we actively <laughs> try to erase it um, from our collective memories. So yeah, no-brainer. Batman Returns. <laughs> All right, Lauren, how where are we heading with you? Oh. It's it's got to be Batman Returns. There's there's no question. <laughs> it's bad. Jesse? Uh, so I was recently on a Schmobates against Jacob Wittenabin where we argued some of the worst uh, geek movies out there. And Son of the Mask was my argument, and it still stands. <laughs> I think Batman Returns, a lot of people don't agree with this. I think it's a very slight step down from 89, but I still love the movie. I enjoy watching it. Eat Floor remains one of the best lines in DC comic films. <laughs> and uh, Batman Returns is my choice. All right, Adam, uh, it's a bit uh, superfluous now, but what would you be voting for? Are you calling me superfluous? <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, Son of the Mask is... Um, uh, Marisol said it all. I, 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 I'm going to 
you know, I don't want to be too much of an echo chamber. So to give some of the mask its due, um, <laughs> uh, go watch uh, Double Toasted's bad movie review of it. Uh, because Maris Mar Marisol turned me on to that and I watched it and it was cathartic and wonderful and hilarious. And if you're going to interact with any of the content from that movie, other than watching the movie itself, which is enormously painful, just watch their review of it. Uh, Batman Returns, um, I think, earns its place in film history. It's wonderful. Uh, if you're a Batman fan, you're going to like it to some extent. And those of us who grew up with it uh, tend to adore it by the droves. So... Yeah, Batman Returns. On to the next round, please. All right. Can I throw Taylor. Nostalgia Critic in there, too? Nostalgia Critic did a great review mm. of Son of the Mask. Ooh, duly, duly noted. Duly noted. <laughs> yeah, it, come on. <laughs> I, feel, like, I feel bad because we threw Son of the Mask in there, and we're like, nope, you just straight up murder. Just right off the bat. Just get out. All right. First one has bitten dust. Son of the Mask has been eliminated. Batman Return moves on. Next up, we have Battle for the Planet of the Apes versus Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Adam, I'm going to start with you. Um, so a lot of people are going to be like, well, obviously it's Temple of Doom. And, and that is ultimately my vote. But I, I think Battle for the Planet of the Apes, for those who haven't seen it, for those who haven't seen any of the Ape sequels, you really owe it to yourselves. Uh, you need to go back and check those out. The original film holds up wonderfully. And I think all the sequels to varying degrees have stuff to offer, especially Conquest. But Battle, uh, even though it's kind of like a, a low-budget Twilight zone -y episode, that's what I like about it uh, in the Apes franchise. But it's not one I go back to and watch repeatedly. Temple of Doom, even though I know people are hard on it as far as the original Jones trilogy is considered, um, it's still a blast of a movie to watch. So, uh, And, and uh, uh, again, um, wouldn't be ashamed to see it move on. So that's my vote. All right. Uh, Taylor, I'm going to go to you. Oh, okay. Um, I am also going to go with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Uh, I don't think it's a secret that Indiana Jones are not my favorite movies in the whole entire world. It completely destroyed my first ever showdown match that I was in. That was the Mars one thing I didn't leave. want. And that's what I got. Um, right but, but Temple of Doom, I have so much fun with. When I actually sat down and decided to do some studying and watch them, I just have a blast with Temple of Doom. Battle for the Planet of the Apes, I don't mind it. But to me, if I was going to pick one to put on to just watch and have fun, I would pick Temple of Doom. So that's what I'm going to go with. All right. Uh, Lauren, where are we heading? Uh, it's got to be Indiana Jones. The scene with the heart has Kalima. stayed with me my entire life. <laughs> it's not my favorite of the franchise, but I do think it's a lot of fun. You also can't say it's your least favorite. It's also not my <laughs> least favorite. <laughs> so, Jesse, where are you heading? Um, well, for somebody that has the Raiders of the Lost Ark poster right there, uh, I am an Indiana Jones fan. I enjoy the movies. I like all three of the original ones to varying degrees. Growing up, actually, Temple of Doom was my favorite of the three. Was it because of the heart? Uh, partially the heart, partially yeah. also I love Short Round as a character. I don't care if people find him annoying. Uh, he's not as annoying as Willie. And so upon revisiting, it's my least favorite of the three, but it's still, I don't think it's a bad movie. A lot of people deem it as a bad film, and I completely disagree. Uh, not to say the Battle for the Planet of the Apes is bad, but I just think Temple of Doom's got more uh, watchability, yeah. rewatchability. All right. Uh, Mara, are you going to make it a clean sweep? <laughs> yeah, I got to say, uh, Adam said it best, like conquest is I think the best 
ape sequel of the original ones uh, by and large and it would have been an easy choice if that's the ape sequel it had been but i'm i'm throwing myself right into the mine cart and we're going with <laughs> temple of doom <laughs> all right uh yeah it's easily temple of doom all right let's move on to our next one i'm so no, sorry no, no. marisol i'm so don't, sorry marisol I'm don't so be sorry. sorry because because i'll give you a, i think it's almost a blessing in disguise because i was working myself up to talk about this i i was gonna you were all i just you just spared the entire group and anybody watching um a really early peek into the irrational inner workings of my brain and <laughs> and um i don't have to say whatever i was about to say so we're gonna i i second move on but just know ever after some some labyrinthian explanation that would have just happened, I would have landed on Temple of Doom. Just, just rest <laughs> assured. Just I am very sorry about that. that. I, I need to keep track of who I I've asked. Yeah, <laughs> I need to be I'm very sorry about that. Uh, let's move on to the, another one that is a uh, sorry. Uh, Temple of Doom obviously does make it through. Uh, let's move on to another one that should be a pretty easy one to go. We've got some hard ones coming up later, but this one's pretty easy. Uh, Avengers: Infinity War versus the League of Extraordinary <laughs> Gentlemen. Oh. Marisol, start us up. Oh, so this is actually well, and I do get a second opportunity to to talk about the irrational inner workings of my brain. Um, there's a nostalgia factor for League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I was the right age. I was like 12 and, and I was the right age and it was stupid. And it was, I was the right age. All I loved was stupid stuff. All I loved was stupid shit. And um, I thought Daredevil was great when it first came out. And um, I, I had very, very, uh, my taste wasn't very discriminating at all. Um, I had a blast with League of Extraordinary Gentlemen when I was a tween. Um, I really did. I really did like it. Um, everything about Infinity War is watching it as an adult, seeing it for the first time. Also with characters, a lot of the characters in the MCU, I got to know first time as adult, so I didn't have like a connection to them from my childhood. Um, all that being said, the glow faded after years with League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and it would. If I had to ask myself today, and not twelve-year-old, the twelve-year-old kid of the past who was like, "What the what the hell is an Infinity War?" You know, <laughs> um, and I have to ask myself today. I definitely have to go Infinity War. All right, Mara. So, I'm with you, by the way. As <laughs> as a literary child, the the concept of believe extraordinary gentlemen having all these characters from all these books that I remember reading not just for school because I've read books because I thought it was fun. Uh, I love that movie. Like, I don't have any shame in saying that it's not good, but I love it. Yeah. However, <laughs> Infinity War is like uh, goosebumps every 12 and a half minutes. So, uh, and it's got every single person gets their like clapworthy moment when they're introduced in the film. So it's Infinity War for me. It's actually not fair because like, into, like I actually think League of Extraordinary Gentlemen could have gone through to another round. If it went up against something mm -hmm. else, but that's the, the mask. like, like <laughs> yeah. it was like, yeah. yeah. If it, it went easily. up against something else, it very easily could have gone on to another round. Uh, I'm also going to be going with Infinity War just because I did. I really do enjoy League of Extraordinary Gentlemen from a guilty pleasure point uh, point of view. It's not terrible, like it, it is terrible, but it's not like it's not absolutely just unwatchable <laughs> there's yeah. there's an, a fun element to it it being sean connery's last movie as well uh that being said infinity war is infinity war <laughs> and, and i can't go with anything else uh jesse i'm gonna go to you 
Okay, so if we did like potential, the potential of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen should have been just as good, if not better, than Infinity War because of the literary concepts and things. And I, a lot of times when people ask, like, hey, what comic book or graphic novel property should be rebooted? I'm like, please, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. But that's not what we got. We got, unfortunately, I believe Sean Connery's last performance. Am I wrong on that? That is correct. It is. What a shame. What a Unless you count damn the shame. Photograph and Crystal Skull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, just for the sadness that League of Extraordinary Gentlemen brings me, I have to... Well, also, I, I said Raiders poster right here. Infinity War poster's right here. So if that's not obvious, it's Infinity War. All right, Taylor. Yeah, I, I'm just going to... This is going to be a, kind of an echo chamber, and it's going to have to be Infinity War. I mean, just... Like, I know that people get, a, like me, get a lot of crap online, but Infinity War and Endgame are movies that make me, like, very emotional. Like, the build-up that it took for us to get to those movies and then the payoff for me was just so immense emotionally that I can't pick anything but Infinity War in this situation. Uh, Lauren? So, uh, much like the first few, I have a lot of nostalgia for Extraordinary Gentlemen, especially because I was deeply in love with Shane West at the time. Um, <laughs> after a walk to remember, you know, yes. anything he was in yes. was better because he was in it. Um, it's obviously Infinity War, but I, I think it's still a fun watch. It's still one of, like, my comfort movies that, like Mara said, is not good, but it is fun to watch. Hate to see you go. Love to watch you leave. <laughs> <laughs> and Adam, where are you going? I appreciate that Infinity War is like so ingrained in people's DNA that we're not dissecting it at this point in the discussion. You know, once it gets to a stiffer competition, you know, maybe we can delve more deeply into it. Uh, I, I I have a lot of fondness for Infinity War. Um but I want to give Extraordinary Gentleman its due as well. Um, and I'll hop on the Shane West train there. I didn't know Tom Sawyer was a crack shot like that. <laughs> and I, 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 you know, seems like he can kick that fence's ass. But I honestly, uh, Extraordinary Gentleman's a lot of fun because, uh, you know, Connery's game, he punches so many people in the face. <laughs> and like that, that's like the spirit of Indiana Jones. And so, you know, in a lot of ways, like, the one thing Indiana is always good at is punching people in the face, and and Alan and and Alan Quartermain was the template for that. So it's only appropriate that Sean Connery should should channel that into his final performance. Um, it's not great, but uh, doesn't deserve to be wiped from history. Uh, people should see it and give it its due. But uh, Infinity War, sure, yeah, Infinity War, <laughs> Infinity War does yeah. move on. All right. Yeah, now this one could be interesting. I'm not actually sure what's going to win this one. Uh, let's move on to Steel versus the Teenage Ninja Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the 1990s. Jesse's about to quit. <laughs> Can I just say the one quote I know from Steel? Sure. Dip me in shit and roll me in breadcrumbs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jesse, I'm going to start with you. Where do we want? Where do you want to go with this one? <laughs> Uh, not only is Steel a tragic bastardization of what could be a very well adapted character, um, Jack, my gosh, um, <laughs> I will always choose a Jose Canseco bat over Shaq movies. Um, 
It's it's an easy Ninja Turtles. And you know what? To be fair, I rewatched it recently. It's not as good as I remember growing up, but it's still far and away better than freaking Steel. <laughs> Adam? Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the original 90s Ninja Turtles. Um, uh, I, I like the mood of it. I like I like the photography. I, I love uh, the puppetry. Um, and uh, it's it's... It's not an Oscar-worthy film, but at the same time, um, I, I, I think it's it's one of the better comic book adaptations from that era. Steel is bad, uh, Steel. <laughs> um, but but you know, like I love Judd Nelson just like grasping at straws for a career in the '90s in that movie. Like I respect that, and I and 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 Anna, Annabeth Gish. Like I, I have a fondness for her from the X Files. So like uh, you know, I'm glad she's in it, even though she's just. She gets paralyzed in it, right, and just sits, like she she doesn't. Uh, and she and Shaq are like not quite a couple, but you know, he'd like to be dating her. I, I I'm sorry if I'm spoiling Steel for people, but um, <laughs> come on, man. I, I just I don't want to just like gloss over it and be like, hey, it's a movie with things in it, you know, like it's got stuff, um, like Shaq wrapped in tin foil. <laughs> um yeah, Ninja Turtles all the way, but Steel is an interesting footnote of the 90s, so you know. I can tell you I watched it I found it um in a library when I was looking for movies to rent and it just said like on the back there's like a little tiny logo like in one of the corners it's like DC Comics. I went, "Oh." And I was like 11. <laughs> I watched it. I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> <laughs> Mara uh, this requires a prop. That's oh, fair. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. I'll, 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 I'll get back to Mara Marisol. Yep. <laughs> um, um, this is tragically, sorry, everybody. This is much closer for me than I'm sure it is for a lot of people. This is much closer for me. This is like, huh? well, um, this is a lot closer. These are both pretty cheesy movies. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, they're both pretty cheesy, both very 90s, except the Turtles was probably made probably in actually literally the 80s. But um, but uh, this is much, much closer for me. Um, I will give the edge out to Mutant Ninja Turtles because of its legacy, um, because, um, because uh, it is beloved and if i actually have to boil it down to things i actually enjoyed in one movie versus the other i really do love april o'neill um in the first teenage mutant ninja turtles um she's great uh and i have to give it the edge um uh still still has a lot of still has a lot of cheese there's a lot of cheese in both of them um uh and you can you can laugh at both you can get enjoyment <laughs> out of both trust me uh but i will give the edge to mutant ninja turtles but sorry, it's closer for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mara. So uh, I have a huge box of childhood toys. So um, <laughs> also, I, I'd like to point out that the only correct answer to who is your favorite Ninja Turtle is Donatello. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I fight me on it. I'll win. Uh, <laughs> Steel, much love to my dear friend Kevin Smets. It's not a good movie. But um, Donnie, Donnie and I, we have a thing. You don't need to ask <laughs> questions about it, but it's <laughs> his bow staff and I have a very special relationship and I'm not ashamed to say that. So yeah, turtles move it through. Mm -hmm. All right. 
Uh, Lauren? I actually haven't had the pleasure of watching Steel. It is a pleasure. Um, I would probably pick Turtles anyways for what it sounds like. Uh, so, so Turtles. Right. Thanks for being the deciding factor, babe. <laughs> Tell where you're heading. Yeah, I, uh, it's tragic, but I'm going to have to go with, <laughs> with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Just just because it is really, really cheesy and ridiculous, but I do appreciate the puppetry, <laughs> which is something we really don't get these days because everything is visual effects and CGI. And, and, you know, that can be great, but there is something to me that is magical about the puppetry that we got in those kinds of movies. So. Yeah, it's another sweet. Sorry. Sorry. Go, Jesse. <laughs> um, I was going to say that. When we do get good puppetry, Netflix cancels it. That's all I'll say. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Let's talk about it. <laughs> all right. We are moving on to our next. We are, we've finished the first quadrant. That's pretty good, guys. Uh, we're moving on to our next one. Alien versus Predator Requiem versus Daredevil. Hmm. Uh, Lauren, I'm going to start with you. Where do you oh, want to no. go? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get a lot of heat for this, but I think I'm going to choose Daredevil, and I'll tell you why. No heat. <laughs> no heat. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. No, no. This is the second Alien versus Predator. Oh, got it. Okay. I I kind of loved Daredevil. Um, looking back, is it the best? No. But I think we can all agree that Seesaw scene is iconic. Did it make any sense? <laughs> That is a word. Not it's at a all. With the Catwoman basketball scene. Yeah. <laughs> the sexual energy is equal. It, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Um, I'm going to have to choose Daredevil. All right. Uh, Adam, where are you going? Um, well, you know, um, Daredevil's a better film. Like it's 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 just I know I know it's a low bar in this particular situation, but Daredevil is just it's it's long and a little silly, but it is not an unwatchable movie. It's it's very watchable. Uh, I don't go back to it very often, but I, I rewatched it last year, and you know um, when I saw it in theaters, uh, it was a really good experience. Um, you know I enjoyed it at the time, uh, but uh, the the thing it has going for it. You know, it's got that banging soundtrack, uh, you know, that, that launched a launched a career for one band. Um, but I also I just I appreciate Ben Affleck's, you know, I appreciate the tood in his hair in this movie. It's 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 quaffed just so and, and uh, uh, um, I, I appreciate that. Um, and and Joey Pants is in it. And that kind of puts it over the edge for me. Uh, Alien versus Predator Requiem, um, you know, uh, is, is a movie that you have to go out of your way to remember. So, you know, I, I, I know it's set in Colorado. Uh, there's a freebie for you, but that's about all I, I can offer on, on Requiem. All right. Yeah. I'm sitting here like thinking about it going, what can I say about AVP Requiem? You know, what can I talk about? And literally like all I can remember is lost keys. Like, all I can remember is someone loses their keys at some point. And that's like, my brain is like, nope, I'm not going to give you anything else. 
So just based on that, I'm going to have to pick Daredevil. Like, I can't even think of anything where I can be like, well, you know, it's got like this that you can enjoy. But I just, I got nothing. Like, I just can't do it. So we're, I'm going to have to go with Affleck's perfectly quaffed hair on this one. <laughs> That's how it's going to have to go. Marisol? Yeah, Daredevil exists in this bubble of early 2000s thrash metal punkishness. And and it, um, you know, that's what that's what execs thought was really cool. That's what they thought the angle was. It's my it's my introduction to the character. Um, it's the first time I had ever seen him or heard of him. Um, so it does hold that spot for me, just being that that gateway into it. And I did think it had an edge. Um, I was, again, you know, preteen and I did think it had this edge. You know, and I like my superheroes with edge. Um, and it had that. Um, I realized, you know, you get a little older and I realize how, how much sillier it is in retrospect. Um, and that it's done much better on, you know, a show. Um, uh, but um, uh, it did have its place, its silly popish place in 2003. Um, Alien, uh, Alien versus Predator Requiem on the other hand uh, is completely incompetent just on a filmmaking level. Um, I, I, I watch it and I'm just like, I was like, like, does somebody fuck up the exposure? Like, I was like, I was like, what, what is happening? Like, why, is, why can't I not see what's going on at any point in this film? And, uh, I think it's a, it's a, I think it's a piss poor film, you know, forget having watched, you know, four or five, uh, you know, superior alien franchise films before it. Um, I just think it's a, it's piss poor storytelling, um, poorly filmed, atrociously acted, and and I, I actively hate this film. So <laughs> I'm going to choose Daredevil I by think default. We found a soft spot for Marisol. I, by <laughs> default, I'm going to pick Daredevil. <laughs> That's fair, Mara. I uh, hate to be the intergeekdom player in the room, but it's actually Aliens versus Predator. Oh, it is too. Yeah, um, that's fair. But that's the only thing that's really worth saying about it. Everyone said it better. Um, my, I will boil it down to simply saying, I can see the movie Daredevil, so I will vote for the movie Daredevil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesse? Like that one episode of Game of Thrones so that nobody So one of these see. films I gave up on after 30 minutes. The other one has my faction mate Kevin Smith in it and the debut, the Marvel debut of John Favreau. So... Uh, Listen, I, I was going to ask you, I don't know if this counts, but does the director's count count for the, the Daredevil side of things? Because I'll argue it does make a difference. It's, it's still Daredevil. Yeah, if, if, if that's how you want to justify it in your head, go ahead. But Listen, I, it's up to you. I'm very, I will say, I'm, it's not, I, I'm surprised that they did a director's cut and kept the um, seesaw scene in there. But the, the director's cut's like kind of a more like on the verge of R-rated movie. And like Marisol said, it had an edge to it. It's even edgier. And I legitimately like it. Is it the best? No, but for like 2003, that when we were getting like some of the Spider-Man movies and we're getting Fantastic Four, it stands out as good enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, like right. it's better than Ghost Rider. I'll say it. Yeah, I'll funny. give you that. Mm -hmm. I'll give you that one. All right, let's move on to our next one. Uh, Daredevil, of course, moves through with... We've had all seven zero sweeps. I know. We've not had a single, this like... Is, we're luring everyone into a false Oh, I know, yeah. yeah. Just, that means the second half is going to be ugly. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
All right, we move on to Return of the Swamp Thing versus Star Trek The Motion Picture. Uh, <laughs> Taylor, I'm going to start with you. Uh, okay. Um, I love Star Trek, <laughs> but the motion picture physically pains me. Like, it hurts me as a Star Trek fan to watch the motion picture. But, like, I can't in good conscience pick it up. Like, I can't say that Return of the Swamp Thing is better. So, like, I, to me, I'm like, which one would I suffer through if I had to suffer? And I'm going to pick the motion picture because, to me, at least it's a Star Trek film. And I'll pick a Star Trek film that's maybe not my favorite over something else that I don't really like. Fair. So I'm going to go with Star Trek the motion picture. All right. Adam, where are you going? I like this matchup. These are both fascinating movies, even if you don't like them. Um, Re Return of the Swamp Thing needs to be seen by more people. Um, it's got this subplot with these two young boys uh, who are like trying to like figure out what's going on with the Swamp Thing, and they have this like th 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 their rapport is is very endearing, but their dialogues out of this world ridiculous and um it's like they were trying to channel like a, a little bit of like phoned in stand by me into this movie uh it's 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 really interesting um uh star trek the motion picture i think is misunderstood sorry taylor i okay. i like star trek the motion picture way more than most people uh i'm a big 2001 space odyssey fan and i feel a lot of that influence in this movie and i'm okay with that and I think when Wrath of Khan came out, you know, that's the easy movie to love and it's a great movie, but I love watching those two back to back because they're two sides of, of a coin in Star Trek. And uh, the motion picture has an amazing score, really cool cinematography, some amazing special effects for the time. Um, Stephen Collins is the weakest link for me. Uh, but uh, other than that, um, I, I think the motion picture has a lot of interesting themes to it. And I think if you watch that movie on mute and throw on any album of your choice, uh, you'll have a good time. <laughs> so um, Star Trek motion picture all the way, but return of the swamp thing is a crazy movie and people should see it at least once. It's really weird. I think I need to take that recommendation where I watch the movie, but I just mute it and put the score for the movie <laughs> on and watch it that way. I think I'm going to do that. That's my next project. All right, Mara, where, uh, where are you headed with this one? Uh, I'm gonna vote for space porn. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Fair. I, Fair. <laughs> I can appreciate that. <laughs> um, all right, Marisol, where are we going? Um, yeah. Um, I I thought I was gonna. Um, you know, I'll probably lose a little bit of cred with this, but um, whatever. Um, uh, I my reasoning is. Um, so I haven't seen Return of the Swamp Thing. Um, I've never seen it. Um, not yet anyway. Um, but here's, here, here's, here it is. I'm more inter I'm curious and more interested about seeing that movie, even though I know by reputation, it's probably not going to be super great, but I am more interested in seeing that than I would ever watch the motion picture again. Star Trek, the motion picture. Ouch. Um, it is my... <laughs> It is one of my least favorite Star Trek films. Um, and I understand, I with uh, almost agreeing with everything that Adam said about it, like, give it a chance. And and seeing the positives and some of the, the meditative beauty in it. 
um, I don't want to watch it again. And I am more curious. I would rather just watch Return of the Swamp Thing for the first time. Um, and yeah, that, that reasoning sounds completely like a crock of crap. Um, but that's enough for me to give a vote for Return of the Swamp Thing. Uh, late to the party. Don't saying talk against it's... yourself. Plant your flag, Marisol. Stand yep. proud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> late to the party is with you saying, uh, seen Return of the Swamp Thing more times than I care to admit. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, Jesse, where are you heading? All right. Well, Marisol might enjoy this because I like, I'm going to go through a little labyrinth of thought here, but. If anyone has seen the DC Universe original Swamp Thing, it is a fantastic show. And I think the lack of interest in the property at first led was part. There's a lot of things that led to its demise, but I think that's kind of part of it. So if I can just speak into existence, more interest into the Swamp Thing property, and if that's the only thing I can do here, then I'd be happy to do that. Also, one of these movies, I believe, kicks off with Born on the Bayou. And when that happens, you always know you're in for a good time. <laughs> so uh, I'm sorry to Star Trek fans and Trekkies across the board. I'm putting Return of the Swamp Thing as my vote. All right. Uh, and Lauren, where are you heading? Well, my dad might rescind his blessing for us to get married. <laughs> Don't, send him the Don't send him the link. Don't send him Simply because my dad is the biggest Trekkie I know, I have to choose motion picture or I will be disowned. So. Okay. Sound reasoning across the board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's fair. All right. Well, that's uh, our first uh, non-sweep. So yeah. that's interesting. All right. But Star Trek motion picture does move through. Next up, we have... Surrogates versus Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. What? You, what the hell? Sorry, <laughs> Adam. Adam's gonna huff and puff I'm, anytime you put a Harry Potter movie. Yeah, no, no, Adam, no. Gonna be like, oh, I'm really. I'm no. no, that's not it. That's not it at all. I, I just feel bad for surrogates. <laughs> uh, Adam, where are we going? Too bad for Bruce Willis. He gets free checks. <laughs> surrogates surrogates isn't i don't think surrogates is unwatchable i just think it's it's like staring at a cinder block which is also not unwatchable um it's uh it's not it's not great um harry potter and the chamber of secrets um i think is a fun harry potter movie um i know like people who are obsessed with the books are really hard on this one for some reason i'll take your word for it but i think chamber of secrets is fun and uh, I, I have no major issues with that movie as someone who's a casual Potter observant. Uh, uh, but Surrogates, Surrogates was like that, that really kicked off in full force, like Bruce Willis, like being like a mannequin in movies. Um, <laughs> and I think it's appropriate uh, given the subject matter. So uh, Chamber of Secrets is better. I vote for Chamber of Secrets. Interesting. All right. Uh, Jesse, I'm going to go to you. So I don't want to show my hand too much. I won't do this a lot during this tournament, but uh, I had never heard of surrogates until the Chandra Donapani challenge on the question. Uh, and Chamber of Secrets I've watched dozens of times. So it's Harry Potter for me. I also read the majority of the books, and I have a diehard Harry Potter fan who will take the ring off her finger if I said anything else. <laughs> 
Yeah. You're allowed so, to have opinions. They just have to be right <laughs> just not about Harry Potter. Don't worry. I, I have the I have the exact same condition. Uh, look, Taylor has the exact same condition with me, but with Last Jedi, so it's fine. Um, uh, Lauren, where are you going? <laughs> it's, Fair <Taylor>. enough. <laughs> it's Harry Potter. <laughs> Marisol. Not to spoil too many uh, future choices. <laughs> um, um, yeah, Chamber of Secrets. Uh, um, Chris Columbus set up the world, um, the detail and everything. He fully realized a beautiful world in the first film, and he expanded it in the second film and added um, a little uh, another layer of menace to the story. Um, did a great job, great job with Chamber of Secrets. Um, it's not mine. I'm sure it's nobody's favorite Harry Potter movie, but it is it's absolutely solid installment. Um, it's a great film um, and superior to surrogates in every way, except in spite of all, all, all the impressive wigs and everything, you know, makeup and wigs that you got going on in Chamber of Secrets. I don't think anything tops Bruce Willis's hairpiece and surrogates. <laughs> so, so still that hairpiece is not strong enough to sway the vote. So I will go with Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> Mara. Uh, okay, so I'm actually one of those people that I don't really dislike Chamber of Secrets. I actually think it's surprisingly faithful adaptation of the book, which is probably why most movie people don't really like it because it, it kind of drags because books have time to linger and develop and let you just marinate with characters. So I don't mind it. It's not my favorite, uh, most definitely not. But uh, I was the right age for Christian Coulson, and I was like, yeah. I'm here for Hot Voldemort. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Relatable on every level. Hashtag Hot Voldemort. I'm just here for the hot villains in every circumstance. So let's just let that be known. Um, so I'm really weird when it comes to Harry Potter movies, and I tend to like the ones that people don't like like, or, or like less than the other ones. So Chamber of Secrets to me, I have a lot of fun with it. I think the world building is great. I love that it lingers a little bit more than maybe some other films do. And I always get really sad when people talk about how it's not really a good movie and they don't enjoy it just because I think it's a lot of fun. Um, so I, I tend to be on the more like unpopular side of, of the film opinions when it comes to Harry Potter, but I love Chamber of Secrets. Hot Voldemort is where it's at. Like, I don't know what else you guys want from me. That's, that's all I got. All right. Uh, Chamber of Secrets definitely moves on there. All right. Next one, we have an MCU director going up against an MCU film. Doctor Strange versus Cowboys <laughs> and Aliens. Uh, I'm going to start with Marisol. Where are we oh. going? Okay. I will. I will just speak for everybody here. Um, uh, no, but yeah, uh, yeah. Doctor Strange all the way. Um, yeah, this is another matchup of a film that I try to forget versus a film that um, definitely was a refreshing thing. I'm. I'm. I'm one of those people who's not. I'm not an MCU fangirl. Um, so I'm not. I'm not a bought in. I'm not a bought in audience for that franchise. Um, they have to earn my approval with every film even though i'm obviously i have an inclination towards superhero stuff in general um i start from square one with all of them i don't i start like I'm like let me just see what this has to offer um and i most of the time i end up loving them um and i end up at least enjoying them um dr strange i started from square one it was one of the most the ones i was the most excited to see because i thought it really shook up 
Um, something I genuinely, genuinely looked and felt like something I hadn't seen before um, in in this cinematic universe. Um, and it did mostly deliver with that, definitely, um, I think, certainly. Um, Cowboys and Aliens thought it was gonna be something we hadn't seen before. And then it ended up being an absolute slog. Um, very, very dank, very dark, very, um, very joyless, um, dreary, it dragged. Um, it was a nightmare. It's everything you don't want in, it was so front loaded and pushed as this big event, this blockbuster event that was gonna happen. And just in the title, in the completely unimaginative title, Cowboys and Aliens. It was just like a pitch meeting and they just didn't create a title for the film. They were just, they were just like, they were just, like they were like, oh God, we didn't make a title for this film. They're like, don't worry about it. It's cowboys and aliens. People are gonna people are gonna come out in droves to see it. No, they're not, Favreau, because it's not a good movie. And um, yeah, this is a this is somebody ex expecting something to be a hit just because of the concept, um, but they didn't actually back it up with invested or joy or any kind of enthusiasm for the material they were making. So it's pretty clearly Doctor Strange for me because of the imaginative direction that um, the way they really brought to life, that Derrickson really brought to life, um, um, you, know, you know, Strange in his world. They brought it vividly to life and I wanted to be a part of it. And I can't wait for, for Multiverse. All right, uh, Lauren, where are you heading? It's hard to uh, follow up Marisol and all of her descriptions. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Sorry, I don't get out much. This is my business. Speak your truth, <laughs> Speak your truth. <laughs> I love right. it. I genuinely love it. Um, Doctor Strange is one that has grown on me over time. Um, Jesse is a Doctor Strange simp. Um, and so I've had a lot of things explained to me more that initially I was like, eh, this wasn't my favorite. And he was like, yeah, but have you considered this? <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, don't say I mansplained strange to you. <laughs> I'm gonna go, I'm just gonna swing ring out of here. <laughs> I did really enjoy it though. Um, and I enjoy it even more now. So uh, I pretty much forgot about Cowboys versus Aliens, except for that Olivia Wilde was in it. Uh, so it's Dr. Strange came out for of some me. fire at some point or something. I mean, she's I mean, hot. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to go, but I haven't been called upon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jesse, we're, uh, so I can. I think we're all guessing where you're going. <laughs> yeah, way to spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, okay, so for me, this is not on the same tier necessarily, but Cowboys and Aliens is another one where there's things on the list it could have beat because I saw Cow... So 2011... Not to make anyone feel old, I was 18. I was ready for some dumb stuff. And I went and I saw Cowboys and Aliens, and I didn't regret seeing it. I was like, all right. Doctor Strange is my second favorite origin film in the MCU. So it's that's kind of the whole explanation in a nutshell. One was fine. One is I love it so much. I actually found for him uh, Doctor Strange cufflinks for our wedding. Oh. So that's Ooh. that's the level we're at here. Fair enough. I love all this insight from Lauren. This is fantastic. <laughs> By the hoary hosts of Hogarth, I choose Doctor Strange. <laughs> Adam, where are you heading? So yeah, Cowboys and Al Aliens is uh, a bizarre little experiment um, that cost a lot of money. But <laughs> I I I I, fi I finally caught up with it 
uh, in recent times. Uh, I didn't see it when it came out, and then I saw it not too long ago, and and maybe it was just the fact that like I had really low expectations. I didn't love it at all, uh, not even close. But I was like, this is way more watchable than people led me to believe. Um, like compared to something like Jonah Hex. Sorry if that comes up, but like I think Cowboys and Aliens is better than that. Um, you know, low bar. But anyway, um, I, I Clancy Brown's in it, and I and I'm and I'm sorry. Like nothing against Paul Dano. But there's something about him just getting beaten up in a movie that's like really funny to me. Like he gets slapped around in Cowboys and Aliens so much. Like everyone's hitting him and punching and him. Prisoners. And he's yeah, just he's, I, and, yeah. and there will be blood. I think well, it's in his contract. Yeah, in prisoners, in prisoners, it's very upsetting. But in Cowboys and Aliens, it's it? pretty hilarious. <laughs> well <laughs> you're like, well, Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have the Cowboys and Aliens versus Prisoners discussion? And <laughs> I think that's where we need to go. Um, I I love Doctor Strange as a character, uh, so I was really excited about this movie from the get go. And um, yeah, I think I think it's one of uh, the better uh, Marvel movies to come out from that time. Um, it really blew the doors off with what was possible. And opened up a, a the the wider audience to more, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to more like you know like random storytelling in the Marvel world. So uh, Doctor Strange is my vote, but Cowboys and Aliens, it's weird. It's not great, but again, it's not the worst from this lot. <laughs> no, it's it fair enough. Uh, Mara, where are we going? So uh, I'm also a Doctor Strange defender in the MCU. Uh, I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's just Iron Man with a, a doctorate instead of an engineering background. And no. uh, I know some people don't like the subversion of expectations that the end is anticlimactic and that, you know, the problem is solved through brains, not brawn. But I'm that that works for me. That works for me. Hardcore. The only small thing that I always have to say about the film is that it breaks my heart that G. Kino, one of the most visionary uh, composers since John Williams, ripped off his own Star Trek music to make that movie. <laughs> it's the only thing that I wish were better. But um, yeah, I, I'm definitely going Doctor Strange. And my next most important question is, Jesse, are you going to wear the vaulting boots of Valtor at your reception? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I will be, be hovering. Up to the <laughs> I'm not oh, wow. walking down the aisle. He's floating down the aisle. That's right. She'll have the cloak of levitation, so she will also be flying, and I'll yeah. just be skipping <laughs> along in the air. Oh, God. Someone needs to record all of this. I mean, I need to this. Oh. Taylor. Okay, so I can't really say much more than has already been said. Cowboys and Aliens is not the worst film on this bracket by any means. But putting it up against Doctor Strange, like you just, I can't. There's not much else. Like it's just, it's Doctor Strange. <laughs> it, it is one of my favorite MCU films. Um, I love what it did for the MCU. Like, like Adam said, it just blew the doors open on what was going to be possible. Um, it's, it's just a beautiful film. I love all of the effects that they use in the movie. Um, it's, it's stunning. It's fun. I love that it it brings a lot of the magic element into the MCU that we're seeing a lot of now uh, since then. So it's it's and I also am with Mara. I like the brains aspect of it that it's you know there is cool action and there's there's fight scenes, but a lot of it is 
brains over brawn and that's that's a lot of fun to explore even though people find it boring i think it's a lot of fun and i like it a lot yeah uh i must be in the massive minority uh, well minority of this group uh, i think cowboys and aliens is a terrible movie like a genuinely <laughs> awful awful movie so bad that and uh john favreau made another movie about how much he hated making this movie so uh yeah dr strange absolutely is getting the vote for this Can and I, it's another i i want to make a question, I guess, because uh, I believe Adam brought up Jonah Hex and saying Cowboys and Aliens is better than Jonah Hex. Is it possible that Cowboys and Aliens might be the least offensive of that Jonah Hex and Lone Ranger? I'll watch Lone Not, Ranger before it, I watch this. Okay. Offensive is a broad, broad word. <laughs> uh, it's very subjective. My eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. We are moving on to. Uh, Without realizing, I think this one's going to hurt. Uh, this one's actually going to be a lot more painful for people. Uh, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King versus Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. That's. I don't like you anymore. Conquest. I, yeah. Conquest. I, realizing, I, think, <laughs> I think I've uh, ruined a lot of friendships without realizing. Um, oh, it's so tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mara, do you want to rip the bandaid off early, or do you want to have the deciding vote? <laughs> No, no, the, no. The I, I want to leave this part. train off the cliff. Okay. I, 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 <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so I'm going to Marisol this for a second. I'm going to stream a consciousness. <laughs> How would it become yes. a term in like, yes. in like 40 minutes? I'm going to use that in a post-match. I'm going to use Marisol and get nobody's going to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Welcome hey, to Marisol is a bad verb. Marisol is a good verb. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so I really do. I legit love Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. I think that it actually is one of the best apes films, not just the mm -hmm. original films. I think it's one of the best apes films. Um, oh, man. Return of the King is a shocker uh, for a lot of people. It's not actually my favorite Lord of the Rings film, but I think they're all spectacular. Um Ooh, okay, wait, wait. I have a huge qualifier. This will actually straight up make my, my decision for me. Theatrical or extended? It's either or. Uh, like I said, like it's this is based off IG, so both okay, are in. Okay, so extended in, is, so is in there now. So. Extended, extended. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, it really is tough. This is super tough for me to do, but I'm going to edge it to Return of the King because... I do like the extended edition of Return of the King. I don't mind the extra material. I think it's, it helps it. I think it actually makes it better. I love Conquest, though. Please don't think of this as me breaking up with you, Conquest. You can be my side piece, but today I'm like holding hands with Return of the King. Adam, where are you going? Conquest deserved going up against Son of the Mask. This is not... This is a second round matchup. This is this is like the Jacoby. This is like the Bancroft Blunden of this. This is bullshit. Okay. All right. Um, okay. You drove the coyote to swear. That's how furious he is. <laughs> I never swear. I never swear ever. Conquest. Of, he would have said this is poppycock. All right. If you were Balderdash. Yeah. Yeah. Utter shenanigans. But Conquest of the Planet of the Apes is, like Mara said, I echo everything she said. It's it's wonderful. Uh, it's it's a very daring, uh, very political movie um, that 
you know, was a huge influence on the modern trilogy of apes movies. Um, if you go back and watch the originals, you'll see that Escape and Conquest specifically really etch a lot of what we see in the newer movies. Um, uh, but but Lord of the Rings, those three movies, um, they, they're immortal to me. Like I love the books. I love the movies. Not enough can be said about them. Um, uh, similar to Mara, my, it's not my favorite. Uh, my personal favorite is Fellowship, but Return of the King is an excellent movie. And it winning Best Picture was a best picture for the entire trilogy as far as I'm concerned. So Return of the King, but honorable mention for Conquest because it's fantastic. And it did so much with so little. Uh, Jesse. So um, just partially because I don't want to upset anybody. It's not a matter of, for me, what's a better film or well-constructed film. It's a matter of investment. And if we're talking about franchises, I've always been more invested into middle of Middle Earth, not Middle of the Earth. <laughs> That's like Earth. Journey to the Center of the Earth is a great <laughs> film. But Jesse um, loves all Earth-based movies. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, Armageddon included. But uh, for me, it is it's Return of the King, just because I'm more attached to these characters. You know, I can name everybody in the film, and. Uh, I well, like I sure rewatching. So. <laughs> That's another qualifier for the for the wedding. Um, <laughs> and the Apes movies, uh, not to be like recency bias, I love the new trilogy. Uh, um, War made both of us cry. It so, did, yeah. Uh, I'm not ashamed yeah, to admit. Out of it. <laughs> out of these, it's got to be Return of the King. All right, Lauren. Uh, I have to start my turn by requesting to see the cat that I can see the tail. <laughs> you want to come say hello? Come say hi. Aww. He's a good boy. A hundred out of ten beautiful cat. Adorable. And I wear a tuxedo all the time because I'm so fancy. <laughs> and he's a bow tie on also. <laughs> Are you my good boy? <laughs> yeah, that's he's a... my good boy. Well, uh, for me, it's it's the cat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the cat wins the whole bracket. <laughs> that's fair. Did that's you say fair. cats wins the bracket? Wow. This is not <laughs> um, I have to start out by saying not only am I a fantasy slut. Um, <laughs> I love Lord of the Rings like an unhealthy amount. When I'm sick, I I just pile through the trilogy like yeah, from start date. to finish. Our first date, Jesse was injured and he was like, "Will you come visit me? I'm sad." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, yeah, I think you're hot, so we'll be right." <laughs> and he asked me to bring something to watch, and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> So I showed up and First he, was impression. Like, he was like, what did you ring? And I was like, well, the extended edition of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, obviously. It was a good sign. I knew she was in it for the long haul. She was so... for about 18 hours. <laughs> this is no hate to apes. Um, I just have such a hard on for Lord of the Rings that unfortunately, I'm so sorry, you two. Much respect. I have to go to Lord of the Rings. Marisol? Yeah, I'm the same with 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 uh, most in here. This is not um, this is not a slight of a film like of the the loser being like an unworthy. You know, you know. Obviously, the apes uh, sequels um, were doing a lot about um, 
franchise or sci-fi franchise, franchising sci franchising sci-fi um and giving credibility to sequels before sci-fi really took off you know in 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 hollywood you know really getting it done and just committing to it and giving quality sequels um but um uh lord of the rings doesn't we all know it it's it's a once in a lifetime production it is it is once in a lifetime series um, they're all pretty much one film because they're, they're it's just one giant production, um, and like you guys said, why the um, it's splitting hairs. Yeah, Fellowship is my favorite film, but it's splitting hairs. Return of the Kings is Return of the King is still um, an extraordinary once in a lifetime example of the genre and just peak filmmaking, the potential of filmmaking in general. Um, what what it does when we push it to the absolute edge um, in terms of creativity, of craftsmanship, of of thousands of thousands of artists collaborating and making the ultimate peak art, um, um, peak filmmaking. Um, and even if you're just like a great movie, you couldn't even compete with that. So it's a no brainer, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Can I ask a quick question? Yep. Is anybody else's favorite Two Towers or just me? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I forgot to say that, but yeah, I was wondering. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm just gonna keep it short and sweet just because everyone has kind of covered everything, but I am going to go with Return of the King. Uh, I watched the Lord of the Rings movies for the first time when I was like 20, 21. Um, so they kind of have a different, I have a different relationship with them than a lot of people do, but Return of the King, like full face, just waterfall tears sobbing <laughs> after I saw that movie. So I have to go with, with that one. Yeah, I, I'm the same. Return of the King is, gets my vote. And unfortunately, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes has been eliminated and Return of the King makes it through. And we move on to our next, what I'm sure is also going to be another controversial one. Uh, but we have Constantine versus Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. Uh, Taylor, I'm going to start with you. Uh, why? Because I'm mean. <laughs> why are you starting with Okay, so I have a very, I think, I think I have a relationship with Star Wars prequels like a lot of people have with like Lord of the Rings and those kind of things. Like I grew up with them. They're very nostalgic for me. I saw them all in the theaters. Like, are they necessarily the best movies? No, but I love them. Like they mean a lot to me. Um, I, I love a lot of the story elements and I love um, the visuals and I love so much about it. Um, Constantine is a fun movie and there's a lot that I appreciate about Constantine, but just from a perspective of if I was going to pick one to put on just based on what it means to me, I would put on The Phantom Menace. So that one's going to get my vote. All right. Uh, Marisol. Mm. Oh, nice. Um, I do think, I think it is helpful to get off of the internet sometimes and realize that the internet isn't, that, you know, films aren't boiled down to, especially when it comes to Star Wars films, they're amazing or they, they absolutely suck. You know, there's not, there's not extremes with it. There's a lot of in between and it's okay to say like, this movie does this really well and then these things not really well when it comes to Star Wars films. And it's okay to be in, in the middle um, on them a lot. And uh, Phantom Menace is absolutely one of those. And I'm like, in the middle. I'm like, I'm like, absolutely nowhere near my favorite Star Wars film. But I, I like, people are just like, oh my god, oh my god, it's just terrible. It sucks. No, it doesn't. 
Um, I, I don't hate it. Um, I, I was never part of the, the vicious, aggressive backlash, you know, the, the vitriol for it. Um, I, uh, I can definitely watch Phantom Menace over again, um, even while being super annoyed by Jar Jar Binks. Um, I can watch it again. Love the pod, pod racer scene. Um, I love that. And, and Duel of the Fates. It gave us Duel of the Fates, some of the most iconic Star Wars mu- music ever. Um, and, uh, and, and an epic, one of the most epic lightsaber fights ever in one of the most iconic Star Wars villains ever. Um, it, it's, there's, there's so many positives. It's, it's unfortunate that we saw all the stiltedness that comes with Lucas being completely in control, you know, script and directing. We saw like maybe the downside of having him completely in control in that aspect, but still absolutely rewatchable film. I have no problem sitting down and rewatching Phantom Menace. Um, that being said, um, love Constantine. I love Constantine. Um, that is going to be my pick because that is that caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting much from it when I went to see it in theaters. When I was a teenager, I went to go see it in theaters. wasn't expecting much from it. I was just like, this looks kind of cool. Um, uh, um, and was smitten. I I think you know. I think it was a great find for Keanu Reeves to u- utilize his limited capabilities as an, as an actor in a role that suited him and worked um, and kind of synced into the just the deadpan nature um, that he maybe purposely or unintentionally just kind of gives off. Um, I think it was a great fit for him. Um, uh, I die for Tilda Swinton in a suit. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I just, I... I really dig it. The, the cast, they, they hit the jackpot with the cast in the film from Jimon Hounsoon to Peter Stormare as, as, as the devil. Um, they just knocked it out of the park with all the details and the attention to details in that film and uh, created um, a nasty, um, sinister little, but still incredibly accessible movie about you know the devil and evil walking among, amongst the earth. Um, and... Uh, they just introduced you enough. If you've never read the comics before or never had anything about it, um, Constantine is a great introduction. Um, I think it's so stylish. Francis Lewis is such a stylish director and he directs the hell out of it. Um, Constantine is my pick because it's a very fun movie to revisit and I enjoy it more than I enjoy watching Menace, even though I can easily rewatch Menace again and enjoy it too. All right, Mara, where are you heading? I was so willing you to pick me next. I think that um, it turns out Marisol and I are like platonic soulmates. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I love Constantine. I really, really love this movie. People that throw it shade, I get it if it's not their speed. Like I never want to make someone like something if they don't like it. And I never take away someone's joy if they like something I don't like. I don't know what that was, but I'm assuming it was my ghost. Um, Sorry. But (laughs) I think that... (laughs) For me, Phantom Menace, I I was the right age to go in and just love it unabashedly. I recognize it for its faults. I, I'm not blind to them, um, especially the racial stereotypes. Find those very hurtful. But I will watch every single minute of every single talk about blockades and the Trade Federation and Space Court. And I will watch all of it just to get to Duel of the Fates. Because for me personally, it's the... Uh, 
it, it's coalescing every single thing into my favorite lightsaber fight. I know a lot of people it's um, Last Jedi and that's totally fine. Like it's an awesome lightsaber fight, but this is my favorite. It's some of those beautiful music I think has ever been been put to page. And uh, John Williams is my guy, by the way, like we're, we're tight, but <laughs> I, it, it hurts me to actually vote against Constantine for that reason, because I love that movie. Like my spirit is, is right with it, especially because like Rachel Weisz is like, Oh, she's just like so hot, but uh, it's Phantom Menace that's, for me. But facts. like, yeah, by that, that, that much though. Wow. All right, Adam, where are we going? Oh, sorry. Uh, and also, yeah, uh, Robert Parker put this up in the in the chat. I can't, I can't believe I missed the conquest first return of the king fight. He may have swayed the vote. He may have been, yeah, gotten another one for conquest. Would anyone like to see a Dan Merle in his natural habitat, real quick? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a bonnet and he's got a face mask on. I'm ready for it. <laughs> just, just say hello and then go back to work. I promise. <laughs> he's so busy today. Oh, he has to climb over my lights. I'm sorry, Dan. Watch, watch your step. Oh, the cat just almost killed him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I won't ask you to say hello ever again. <laughs> You literally, you don't have to sit down. Just say hi. Hey, Dan. Hey. hey. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Getting ready to work on this week's episode of All My Movies, which is about uh, Masters of the Universe, by the way. So what? What? How appropriate. Oh my God, Adam's gonna okay, lose his okay, mind. Okay, okay, okay. So me and Chance, <laughs> me and Chance did a whole like podcast episode just dissecting Masters of the Universe uh, oh. last month. Because I'm obsessed with that movie, but I've already he and I went over Twister. I'm not. I, I, I'm very <laughs> grateful, but 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 I'm just saying, like, I, I can't wait to see that episode. I'm very curious. Um, all right, so um, uh, it's hard to follow up uh, Mara and Marisol. That's that's tough. Um, you two want to just keep talking. We should probably yeah, talk as it is. Yeah, <laughs> we probably uh, should get um, to the bottom of these. <laughs> how about you two just get a drink, talk about these two movies, record it, and send it back to us? Because I think we'd love to hear it. Um, uh, so yeah, Constantine's great. I love Keanu Reeves, um, and I love the uh, the 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 constant tease we're getting of him somehow being reincorporated into DC movies as Constantine. I hope. I hope that happens. Why not? You know, um, I went back and rewatched Constantine last year because uh, I, I know a lot of people like have grown more fond of it over the years. And I liked it better than I did when I saw it when it was originally released, for sure. Um, I, the only thing like as a fan of like horror and stuff with a movie like Constantine, I think it was it's nothing. I don't hold this against uh, Francis Lawrence or, or the film itself, but like in that era, they had to rely on more CGI than maybe I think the, a film of this genre should have to. Um, uh, and I'd love to see them meet in the middle sometime where they maybe, if it's not with Keanu, but somebody, they, they, they meet somewhere between what this film does right and what the series did on a more grounded level and, and, and kind of find that balance. Um, Constantine is a strong DC movie that deserves to be reevaluated if people like have forgotten about it. But Phantom Menace for me, um, even though it's it's very wooden at times, um, I missed that comment. Damn it! 
Um, <laughs> yes, yes, Eric. I agree with Eric. Um, the Phantom Menace uh, is a movie I saw several times in theaters, and um, while the bad things are still bad, uh, a lot of it's been immortalized, and it established a lot of things about Star Wars canon that have expanded in this giant story that we've all come to know and love. Um, so, uh, Phantom Menace by a slight edge, but Constantine's great. Okay. Uh, I love Constantine, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lauren, I'm going to go to you. I, much like Mara, if only for the score alone, have to pick Phantom Menace. I was a band kid growing up, so I have a real soft spot for scores um, that can make or break a movie for me. Phantom Menace is beautiful, like, from start to finish. Uh, is the film beautiful from start to finish? No. Um, <laughs> but I, I have to give the edge to Star Wars. Quick quick roll call. Who in, who in here was a band kid growing up? Me. I am. Okay. okay. All right. I pretended to do choir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jesse, where, uh, where are you going with this? Because uh, you could have a... Sweetheart? Uh, Constantine. Constantine. Okay, so I'm not going to be mad if Constantine goes. No, I'm not either. No, yeah, this matchup threw me off because I looked at it and my brain's first reaction was Constantine's a better movie, and then I was like, well, then I started thinking about things because sometimes in retrospect, when a new incarnation of something comes out, at least in your mind's eye, it can taint the previous incarnation, and I. <laughs> You beat, me. Yeah, you beat me by a second. All right, children. <laughs> you, did it. you did it to yourself, Very Smith. Very mature, guys. We okay. lost power. We lost power. One of the oldest people here, too. I, I, believe, I believe Adam brought up the series for a second. And to me, speaking of things being immortalized like Phantom Menace, Matt Ryan has been immortalized to me as Constantine. And he just nailed the comic book character and everything I want from that and so like that's my shining beacon now and so there's enough things that I really appreciate about the Constantine film but um, I try I had to start breaking things up and I'm like what stuck with me what did I love and when I start doing that and think about what things have affected me more in the long run as a young-ish adult person <laughs> human <laughs> um, it's got to be it's Phantom Menace for me because of the music because of the lightsaber duels because of the quotes, whether they be good or bad. And Sassy Kenobi. Sassy Kenobi is yeah. always a win. Um, Shia LaBeouf docks massive points from Constantine as Chaz. Oh. Um, but then Tilda Swinton gains points. So like, I was really, I'm glad that I'm like the last person because I'm, I'm looking at this and this whole time I'm like, boop, boop, boop. And especially as you guys are making points, I'm like, can I shift again or again? <laughs> so I just have to say one before I change my mind again, I'm going Phantom Menace. All right. Uh, that was a lot closer than I thought, and that's actually the first upset from like because I, I I went through and predicted a whole bunch. That's the first one that's an upset. So uh, I, I expected constantly to get through what that you, one. So uh, I would have I, look. I would have picked Star Wars: Phantom Menace um, because to me that's the best prequel, and I'm weird really? on the island on that island. I think it's the best. I think it's the best prequel. It's the one that has the most interesting and fascinating story behind it, it's just not as well executed as 
I would like just because Lucas is not as talented of a direct of a physical director than someone like Kirshner, who probably would have really benefited. Like he would have been great with this story, and that I think Lucas just needed to give up a little bit of control. But I thoroughly enjoy both of these movies, but uh, Phantom Menace just gets the edge for me. All right. Well, All right. My favorite prequel, by the way. So you're not alone. Okay, that's good. <laughs> All right, we are moving on to Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No oh. Tales versus Electra. Hmm. Maris- yeah. Marisol, do you want to kick us off on this one? Oh, oh shit. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> here's my unformed opinion. Here it comes. Um, uh, I guess I guess I guess it'll be quick then because like I don't have a I don't have a speech prepared. Sorry guys. Um but uh um, Dead Man Tell No Tales. Uh Electra, when I think of Electra, all I think about is comparing it to Daredevil, and it's it's no question. I would absolutely watch Daredevil again before I watch Electra. Electra's embarrassing. Um, it's really goofy. It takes itself way too seriously. It doesn't have the the silliness, the goofiness, seriousness balance that the first Daredevil has. It takes itself way too seriously. Um, and when a movie starts doing that and doesn't realize, you're like, you're like you guys, this is stupid. Calm down. Like, and the movie doesn't realize it. That's like what it's like watching Electra. Um, and um, uh, so that's I, when you end up feeling embarrassed for the actors in it. Yeah, that's the point where you know the movie is really bad. Uh, Electra gives me that. I don't get that watching Dead Man um, Tell No Tales, um, even though some of the special effects for a series with otherwise impeccable special effects throughout the whole thing. I was just praising the other night, the special effects in dead man's chest are some of the best I've ever seen in my life. I think they're absolutely groundbreaking on Davy Jones. Um, but uh, dead man telling the tales are a little wonky. It's, it's almost like things weren't completely rendered in that movie. It's a couple times um, still, uh, still, I wasn't embarrassed watching it, even though, even though I'm okay, if there never is another pirates movie ever, Again, I'm okay with that. Um, this wasn't a whimper out the door. It wasn't like this franchise must die. Um, I still, um, you can't go wrong when you make Javier Bardem your villain. Um, and I still would pick this. This is more a case of just Electra is just so much weaker for me. Um, so I'm going to go with Dead Men Tell No Tales. All right. Uh, I'm going to Jesse. Um, I have to disagree with Robert Parker in the chat. Um, he says maybe the two worst. One of them is. One of them is. Uh, Electra falls in that. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's really really bad. Um, I recently did a Pirates rewatch, and I will say that there might be a Pirates film where Electra could edge out on it, but it's not Dead Men Tell No Tales. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, this movie's fine. It's definitely weak when compared to the other films, but I think, like Marisol said, it didn't necessarily go out on a whimper. It just didn't go out on a very strong note. But it's it's fine. <laughs> and it wins. Uh, part of me is like, yeah, Electra really sucks and it's really bad, but part of me is like, I love the obnoxious use of music that they put in certain <laughs> scenes where they're just like, you know what? We're doing it. 
with this song, just going hard, and we're going to try and take this as seriously as possible, even though it makes no sense. And I'm kind of, I'm almost like, I want to like give it that just because of how ridiculous it is. Like, One part of your villains is tattoo, man. Like, how serious can you take it? Tattoo, man. <laughs> So I'm gonna vote for Electra. Okay. Just, just, cause, you know, why not? Uh, Adam. Um. Yeah. So you know, as much as I appreciate that Electra set the precedent for female superheroes having to die before they get their own movies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I. I will say Ooh, that. That was spicy. I. I like dead men have no chests. Um, <laughs> for what it is, uh, like honestly, dead men tell no, tell no tales is like I saw that way after the fact as well. Like, like everyone was so mad when it came out. Like, enough, enough pyres. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't care. And then, and then, and then I watched it on Disney Plus like a year ago. I was like, it's okay. Like, I, I was like, I watched it, and the guillotine scene in the beginning cracked me up. Like that was like some that was some Chaplin level, like pirates uh, shenanigans that I really I really enjoyed. Like all the, like that's the stuff I love about those movies. And I'm in the minority of people who honestly, Stranger Tides and Dead Men Tell No Tales. I I like things about both of those movies more than At World's End because At World's End is so bloated and exhausting, and. And like at least the other like four and five are like shorter and just like have their own little like beats to them. Um, so yeah, Dead Men Tell No Tales I think is an ultimately watchable uh, lark of a movie, and I also love uh, Jeffrey Rush in that ridiculous wig. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Mara. So this is probably going to be very surprising, but I'm actually going to pick Electra, and my basis is. I I feel like Johnny Depp's kind of phoning it in in this movie, which is kind of sad because, I mean, he's such a staple of that franchise. And even though Elektra is not good, not even a little good, it's only like an hour 45. It's So it's a pretty quick watch. It's really forgettable, which means that every time I rewatch it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that happens. Like, it's kind of fresh <laughs> every time. So I'm not just, like, waiting for the two-plus-hour movie to kind of wrap itself up. And it's not that I hate this movie. I don't hate pirates. I don't really hate any of them. But given the choice, I'd rather rewatch Electra. So I'm going to choose Electra. All right. Uh, Lauren, where are you going? I mean, Electra is uh, technically a film. <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually know a weird amount about it, and I don't know why. I really I guess, want to speak to that. I, I guess something's just stuck. Every time an Electra-related question has come up in IG or in the IG matches of the Schmodown, every time we're watching it, she knows it like that, and I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> like there was there was an opening quote. It's like what movie starts with like this quote or whatever. And she's like, oh, it's Electra. And I'm like, yeah. Ow. <laughs> I, I guess I guess it made its impact, but mostly like the scene where she takes all her groceries and it's like all in order for no reason. Um I I thought this one would be easier. It's not. Um I the first three pirates movies I have a really strong love for. I know people don't agree, that's fine. Um 
the fifth one did some things I didn't like. I especially didn't like what they did to Elizabeth Swan's character. Uh, they turned her into just a running woman with no lines. And that really, really made me mad. Um, I still think it wins by the slightest margin. Electra is bad. I think we all can agree. <laughs> but there's enough about it that is like so bad that you kind of can't look away like a bad car accident it's where you're like, it's hard too. to look at, but I kind of want to see what happens next. Um, <laughs> so by the slightest margin, I'm, I'm going to give it to pirates. All right. Pirates of the Caribbean makes it through. We have I'll our next, that. we have our next one. Uh, Mara, please don't hate me for this. I'm very sorry. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Use versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, Turtles in Time. What What the... I mean... <laughs> I, I, I don't know how the it did this, but... Random! It, yep. It's about as random <laughs> as the uh, Schmodown wheel. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you mean how it gets opponent's choice every time? <laughs> or the slices that the competitors put on? I don't know how that happens. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. There's actually no liquor in this. Also, I'm completely sober. <laughs> um, okay, this one's interesting because I think that I get more enjoyment out of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two than I do the third one. But like, part of me enjoys how ridiculous the third one is because there's literally time travel and they're doing time travel but then like the way that they do it is just I ju it just fascinates me that they're just like we're just gonna jump into the realm of time travel and it's not really gonna make any sense but we're just gonna have fun with it and there there's gonna be a character that's totally not the character the same character that's in in present time, we're going to call him something else, but it's totally the same character. Um, I don't know, man. Like, they both just have their levels of, like, there are things to appreciate, but then they're just so ridiculous. I, I think I'm going to have to go with the second movie. I'm going to go with Secret of Views because, you know, giant radioactive <laughs> mutated dandelions. Like, how can you how can you pass up on that? Fair. Uh, Lauren. Where are we going? Uh, I actually haven't seen either, so I'm going to be a wild card here. And right. simply based off the titles, I like ooze. So I'm going to. <laughs> Mara, Mara, as the uh, Ninja Turtles expert, where are we going? All right. This is going to be a thorough analysis. Um, All right. Okay. I am not a hater of the third movie. I know a lot of people, even when they love the trilogy, they're like, ugh, the third one just kind of dropped the ball completely. I don't mind it. I, I kind of like what's going on there. Some people, they went big. There are some big performances in that movie. And I'm here <laughs> for it. Um, I also really also love ooze. I can't wait until we start talking about uh, some Power Rangers things because there's some ooze related things in there as well. But I cannot vote against the freaking ninja rap. Go ninja, go ninja, go, go ninja, go ninja, go. I'm, I'm, I'm here for that. So yeah, it's, it's Turtles 2. <laughs> All right. I want a yes. gif of Mara doing. <laughs> <laughs> Please, can somebody make that happen? 
with the beautiful red bouncing hair. <laughs> you know, every word of that song, and I'm not ashamed of that. And I also am not at all ashamed that like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song routinely gets danced when I'm waiting for the oven to preheat. So, <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, I'm going to go to you next. Okay, one of these movies I've seen more than ten times. The other one I watched once as a child. My answer starts with. Yeah, this one isn't. Sorry, I, 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 this one isn't going to be interesting. I'm in the same camp as you, Lauren. I, 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 um, I. Sorry, everybody. I haven't seen either of these films. I'm so sorry. Um, so I'm going to go with the one where they time travel to Japan. Okay. That's fair. That's not a bad choice. Because that's cool. Um, um, <laughs> sorry, Turtle Rap, but like, like this is, so this is, yeah, this is like the offensive vote, you know, because I'm like, you don't even know them. You don't even know turtles. Like, you, don't even, you, you don't deserve turtles. I'm sorry. Maybe that's true, but like, I do have a vote. So, like, I, I, you know, I, I all the turtles. I don't I want the haters. I want to get a turtle as a pet. So maybe that's, maybe that's a start. Um, I hope both of the used ones go against each other. <laughs> I think I think Marisol's like gravitating towards feudal Japan because she's channeling her inner Toshiro Mifune with that bun right now. Yeah, you got it. You got a good vibe going there. Astute, um, astute so, observation. Uh, all right. So honestly, um, uh, I grew up with the original Turtles films, um, like a lot of people my age, and I, I, I really, really love the first two and the third one gets maligned like all the time but what i will say about the third one is uh its use of the song tarzan boy by baltimore is on point <laughs> and seeing a bunch of samurai dressed up in sweatpants dancing at a club to tarzan boy while elias Cotius is like why am i back for this movie it's hilarious <laughs> it's hilarious um, it's not great, but I don't hate watching Turtles 3. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, uh, but Ninja Turtles 2 is so cool uh, when you put it in context. Like, it's much, it's not as good as the first movie, um, and it's silly, but um, if you were the right age, it's got everything. It's got karate, it's got pizza, it's got Super Shredder. Um, yeah, and that's... yes. And my favorite um, Ninja Turtles video game, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project on the original Nintendo, incorporates the like characters from Ninja Turtles 2. So like Razor and Toka are boss fights in that, as well as Rocksteady and Bebop. So it combined the cartoon and the movies, which is so cool. And then you fight Shredder, you beat him. Then you fight Krang, you beat him. And the final boss is Super Shredder from Ninja Turtles 2. So yeah, a lot of nostalgia here, but Ninja Turtles Two is a blast. That's All my right. Uh Ninja Turtles Two makes it through. Alrighty, Don't, I didn't miss anyone there. Nope. Okay. Next we have Back to the Future Part Two versus X Men: The Last Stand. Uh, Taylor. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> I need to gather my thoughts here for a second. Jesse, I'm going to go to you first, actually. Okay. Um, like I just told Lauren, I actually like one of these movies. And it's Back to the Future 2. <laughs> you know what? Um, 
And I keep waiting to change my mind because everybody tells me how wrong I am, so I just tend to believe them. But growing up, 2 was my favorite of the three Back to the Futures, and every time I rewatch them, I always stop after 2 because I just remember that 3 is fine-ish, I guess. But I think it's because I wanted a hoverboard so bad, and as fun and genuinely good as the first Back to the Future was, 2 the imagination was all over the place. And I love seeing that. And I still enjoy seeing that. Um, my favorite Marvel property from a comic book aspect is X-Men. I grew up with the nineties cartoon. It was my introduction to superheroes. A lot of people had Batman. I had X-Men and Spider-Man. I am so nitpicky and probably unfairly brutal to the X-Men property. And X-Men three was the beginning of the downfall. Uh, I, other than maybe Kelsey Grammer, I hate this movie. So <laughs> it's got to be Back to the Future 2. That's fair. Uh, Mara, I'm going to move to you. I don't have a super strong opinion about either of these movies. I don't hate Back to the Future 2, and I don't really hate X-Men The Last Stand, but I don't love either one of them either. I, I just prefer the first Back to the Future movie. It's my OG favorite. Um, and Last Stand is by far the most inferior of that first trilogy of films, but I I am not ashamed to say that I kind of find Kelsey Grammer Beast a little attractive. And If I have to pick, though, I mean... I, I like watching Hugh Jackman do things. I like a blue furry man. And um, yeah, even though they screwed up Phoenix twice now, um, I'm still going to go with X-Men The Last Stand. Interesting. All right. Um, Mar uh, sorry, Marisol. I can go again if you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marisol. He's about points. to call me a fusion of the two of us. Marisol. Yeah, that's what he's about to call us. Oh my God, we make a beautiful um, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she would have great hair for That's sure. True. <laughs> <laughs> she would have red, gigantic, like Hermione esque hair. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's my hair's natural state. It's just Hermione. When they say hair type, they're like thin, curly, full Hermione. I'm Hermione. Um, but, um, um, uh, thoughts, thoughts. What was the question? Um, oh, um, so. <laughs> Uh, yes, um, I'll be as concise as I can. Um, while the Back to the Future original is my favorite of the trilogy, um, part two is one of the best examples of the bigger and better sequel, like the, like the expanding, the building upon sequel. It's, it's one of the best examples I could possibly think of, of when somebody takes an excellent concept and goes, what if, and just expands it just enough without without beating it over the head and overdoing it and just just it's just it's just a it's just a minefield it's just a candy it's just a candy store of just goodies is part two um um somehow just as many iconic moments if not maybe more because of like 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 everybody everybody wanted a hoverboard and 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 i playing around it's like here's what we did and was awesome in the first but let's do it like four more ways in the second one absolutely could not do one without the other one. I was a kid. Um, they're both so excellent. Um, the first one is, is a little bit better, but they're both so excellent. Um, and then when we get to last stand, um, I have nothing but frustrating, disappointing and angry, um, memories, um, with that film. Um, 
um, yeah, I think we can all agree just that there's just the weakest of the original three. Um, so just step down. And I think just the detours they took, um, I guess it was just open season on the, the X-Men in that movie. Cause just everybody's just like, just like pew, pew, pew. Just, they just took everybody out in that movie. Um, and that was, that was upsetting. Um, as Mara said, botched. Yeah. Great. Just botched the dark Phoenix storyline with that one. Um, it was pretty, pretty ugly. I never want Brett Ratner to ever touch a superhero property ever again, or else I will cut his hands off. And, um, um, I will personally find him. And, uh, I could watch it again. I, I could watch the last stand again. Um, but there's too many moments in it that leave a sour taste in my mouth and I can't pick it in, in any, in any alternate timeline as you will. Um, I cannot pick it over back to the future part two. All right. Uh, Lauren. The last stand hurts my feelings. Um, I take it really personally <laughs> to give you more insight than you asked into our relationship. One of the first conversations Jesse and I had was about X-Men. Um, I think it's a real soft spot for both of us. And so we like kind of went through the list of ones that we love and hate and we got to last stand and we were both just like, (laughs) (laughs) what could have been, what could have been. Um, So simply for the insult of a film that the last stand was, I'm going to go back to the future part two. All right. Adam. X-Men The Last Stand has Brett Ratner's greasy, stubby fingerprints all over it. And uh, I agree with Marisol's sentiment about cutting off his hands because of that. I, it's, the thing about it is like, I went back and watched it not too long ago and I was trying to be as fair and objective as I could be, but it, it, what, what it comes down to is it's a very truncated X-Men and name only kind of movie um, where everyone's there and they know what they're supposed to be doing, but they're not allowed to do it. And, um, and you know, it was all building up to that, that Golden Gate Bridge moment, which is cool. But, and I'm not saying this, this isn't like a plot hole that ruins Magneto for me, but he's by the beach. The sand's enough. He doesn't need the goddamn bridge. He could just... <laughs> Pull all all the stuff out of the sand that he needs to, and disintegrate everybody. Um, I uh, you know, just a thought. But Back to the Future Part Two, um, you might see Marty McFly's Nikes behind me, uh, like a lot of people my age have this poster. But um, in my defense, I bought this poster in college a long, long, long time ago, um, and I also have a ticket stub in there from October twenty first, twenty fifteen when they brought the movie back in theaters to celebrate the day that Marty goes back to the future in 2015. And it was a sold out theater. Uh, I was on the road for a work trip as I often am. And I went to that packed theater and it just showed how much this movie has held up over the years. It's a much more complicated movie than the first one, but to Marisol's point, that's why I think it, it holds up. And a lot of people, uh, for a lot of people, it's their favorite because it's a arguably a more dynamic movie. You know, you go to three different time periods in that one. Um, but the first one's still my favorite. But Back to the Future Part Two is a movie I rewatch often and with love. So it's no contest. Um, the Last Stand is not good. 
<laughs> uh, Taylor. Yeah, I'm I'm of the same kind of mindset as Mara with this one, where I'm like, I don't really have strong opinions about either movie. Um, I grew up watching more Marvel-based kind of films. I didn't grow up with Back to the Future. I didn't watch Back to the Future until I was much older. Um, and they're they're very well-made movies, but I just, I know people are going to come at me for this, but I just get so bored. I just get so bored. I just don't enjoy watching Back to the Future movies. I just really, and I don't know what it is, but I just can't do it. And they just, like, he gets annoyed with me because he'll put them on and I'm like, I'm bored. I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I, for some reason, I just can't connect with them. Um, and is The Last Stand a good movie? No. But I, you know, am I, would I rather sit there and watch Hugh Jackman and Kelsey Grammer? Yes. Like, so there we go. There's my vote. All right. Justice uh, for Cyclops. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would definitely go with Back to the Future 2. I think it's the um, slightly, I, I think it's a slightly better film, but not, uh, again, I'm kind of the same boat with you guys, is I don't really have very strong opinions on either of these movies. I just think they're both kind of there. Uh, Back to the Future 1 is a masterpiece, and the other two exist. Uh, all right. Yeah, so, I, well, um, that by the way, for kids that were um, X Men the Animated Series kids, I really, really recommend <gasps> this book by Eric and Julia Leewald. It's all about oh. the art oh. and like concept drawings and stuff for X Men the Animated Series. Um, it's fabulous. Like they have, they have. <gasps> Stop oh, wow! It. Drop that link. So Drop cool. that link. <laughs> I think that their book is on Amazon, but like it's it's so detailed. It's it's beautiful. Say. It's gorgeous. So. The creators of the X-Men animated series liked uh, one of my X-Men posts on Twitter one time. So, <laughs> so <Nice>. basically <laughs> celebrities. <laughs> They're like the sweetest right. people ever too. So Absolutely. if you're if you're able to support them, I highly encourage it. They're great. We have three matchups left. Oh boy. And then uh, we will call it a night for this first round of the wild card. This is going to be a long series. Um, all right, let's move on to The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug versus Ant-Man and the Wasp. This one hurts me. This one because... Um, you you kick right, it off. All right, I'm going to start this one. Um, Desolation of Smaug is, to me, the best of the Hobbit movies. It's really the only one that's enjoyable i i can i really really like desolation of smell a lot i can get through it from like i'm not a fan of the other two hobbit movies but this one i can watch i, I will watch all the time whenever it's on i this is not at the level of the lord of the rings trilogy but it's like it's the closest that we've got to it it's kind of to me it's like on par with the star wars uh sequels like in terms of quality level um that being said i really enjoyed ant-man and the wasp as a great palette cleanser after infinity war so after infinity war came and you just needed that fun action adventure film uh that's what ant-man and the wasp gave me a really great action adventure film that i really enjoyed but i am gonna pick desolation of spell because i just that film just works so much better for me and i really thoroughly enjoy it uh, I'm going to go now to Adam. Okay. Well, um, I'll echo what you say about Ant-Man and the Wasp. I think I think it's an 
unoffensive, fun uh, movie after Endgame. Um, I like Paul Rudd's take on the character. Um, I really, I've always been a fan of Evangeline Lilly, who's in both of these films. Um, I think she's, I honestly think she needs to be in more stuff. She's wonderful. Um, uh, but Ant-Man the Wasp is, it's a very slight entry in Marvel canon. Um, I, I'm not upset with it. I, I think it's a fun enough movie to watch. Uh, Walton Goggins appears in that. I don't know if he's sure. I don't know if he remembers being in that movie, but he's in there. Um, <laughs> but but Desolation of Smog, uh, I'm heavily invested in Middle Earth. So even Battle of the Five Armies would probably win in this fight for me. So I'm a little biased. Um, Desolation of Smog for me, um, but with, with acknowledgement that Ant-Man the Wasp is... It's perfectly pleasant, uh, but but Desolation of Smog, that they really nailed the scene from the book with Bilbo and Smog, and that's that was big for me. And Martin Freeman and Cumberbatch together in that scene, like playing off some of their chemistry from Sherlock, was wonderful. Um, and I love seeing that realized in this grand epic fashion. So yeah, Smog. All right, uh, Mara. Okay, I really thought this was going to go the other way, if I'm being totally honest. Uh, I don't, I think Ant-Man and the Wasp is a fine MCU film. Uh, I don't hold it in top tier personally, but I don't begrudge people that do. I also remember Walton Goggins being in that movie, but the thing that I didn't like about that is that the Sonny Birch story, if you like excise it, the movie almost is unchanged. And so yeah. I always have a problem like uh, narratively with stuff like that, but... I enjoy it. It's a fun rewatch. I, I never uh, get mad at it ever, even though it's not in my upper tier MCU. And I'm right with Adam. Like I, any Middle Earth film, uh, which I think the Hobbit trilogy objectively is inferior to the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but mm -hmm. I still enjoy all of them. And even Battle of the Five Armies would have taken my vote in this. But I think almost any middle or above middle film in general would not get my vote compared to Desolation of Smaug because of that behind the scenes watching Cumberbatch like <laughs> get all dragon like stuff it's just so good and that's like that brings me more joy just watching that than like the whole of Ant-Man and the Wasp even though I really really enjoy it mm -hmm. okay <laughs> Taylor so I have to pick Ant-Man and the Wasp in this because Desolation of Smaug personally attacks me when they spend far too much time with giant spiders and I can't, from a personal level, I can't do it. That is like, that is, if, if you were to ask me my biggest fear that could ever happen in the universe, if there was a spider that size in front of me, I'm dead on arrival. Like my heart is just gonna stop. There is not like, wow. I can't, I can't do it. So, well, Taylor, Taylor, by that logic, you should have picked Conquest over Return of the King. <laughs> I mean, I get that. I get that, but like, I can't hold that against Return of the King. Just like does not have the same. Like, I can't. It, there's levels to it. In your defense, there are more Chamber spiders in Desolation. It has acromantulism in it. It does, but this movie goes so hard with it. They're like, everyone gets a spider. Every single one. There's enough spiders for all of you, and they're all giant and. Congratulations, here's death. And I'm like, nope. 
So therefore, I cannot vote for this movie because that when I think Desolation Smaug, I think my literal worst nightmare <laughs> of being in a cave of just giant spiders, and I can't do it. So there you go. I feel like okay. I learned something about you. Like hot Voldemort outgrosses your fear of Ecromantulas. <laughs> yes, it does. It does. These are important things. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jesse, I'm gonna go to you. All right, Marvel Shill coming at you. Um, so I know I said like how invested I am with Middle Earth, but there's no film franchise I'm as invested in as the MCU. So that's the starting point that we're going with here. Uh, unpopular opinion um, because I come across very few people that agree with me. I prefer Ant Man and the Wasp to the first Ant Man, largely due to I enjoy uh, Ghost a lot more as a villain. Then I did Yellow Jacket. I think Yellow Jacket's one of the weakest villains in the entirety of Marvel. Um, everything that you guys have said about Smog and Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman is spot on. Unfortunately, there's another two hours of that movie that don't hold up to that. <laughs> I don't hate this movie. I really don't. I like it, and I agree that it's the best of the three. Uh, but best of the best of a bloated trilogy that could have been one long movie, probably doesn't necessarily give it a win over a more than decent MCU film. So for me, it's Ant-Man and the Wasp. All right. Uh, Lauren, where are you going? Um, well, much of the same mindset as this handsome man here. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp did a lot of things that I loved. And it's so simple, Fight but for... I feel like all the ladies here, they gave her a ponytail. And that sounds, that sounds so stupid, but as a woman, it meant a lot to me. I'm like, pull your effing hair back. You don't need it down. <laughs> um, I loved seeing Janet Van Dyne. She is very personal to me. I love her. Ghost, I thought was a great villain. Um, I thought the humor was great. I thought the cinematography was beautiful. Um, Smaug for me... I echo a lot of your sentiments. And like I said, I'm a fantasy slut. It's, this one was hard for me. I have to go Ant-Man and the Wasp because I like more things that they did in that movie than I do about Smoke. Um, They did wonderful things, but ultimately I have to, I have to give it to Ant-Man and the Wasp. I thought you were going to disagree with me. Right on. So Marisol, <laughs> you are the first person of the night to get a deciding vote. Oh, oh. So, where are you going I have with it. your deciding I have the vote. power. Um, um, okay. Uh, so, uh, story time. No, I'm kidding. I'll do that to you guys. Um, but um, just, um, just a quick while. Uh, um, quick, as far as books go, um, I will always reread The Hobbit before I reread The Lord of the Rings. Love the Hobbit book. Love, love, love it. Um, I will always rewatch the Lord of the Rings films before I rewatch the Hobbit films. Um, for what Jesse said, like the like the 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 bloating, the 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 adding, the making up, the fan fiction overload with the Hobbit films is too much for me to bear. Um, it's a lot. Um, um, easily could have been tightened down to to one long film or possibly two. Um, uh, that being said, you don't give somebody a medal just because of the best of the worst. Um, but, um, 
<laughs> but desolation of Smaug. So we have that to thank because we now get to hear Ellis say Smaug all the time in, in Schmodown matches. Smaug. Um, but uh, it is I, I, I the best of the three. Still doesn't mean like it automatically beats Ant-Man and the Wasp, but um, Ant-Man is my least favorite origin film in the MCU. I think it's, it's the one that, out of all of them, it's the one that didn't sell me. Um, I was just like, this is, it was too, it felt, it felt too unremarkable for me. It didn't grab me. Um, and that just continued. And I wasn't excited about Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, I didn't feel any enthusiasm for it. Um, and I just think to what everybody's saying, I just think it's just, just, just too slight. Um, and too um, comfort food without actually being remarkable. Um, and we give it a pass because it's likable. And Paul Rudd's so likable, and we love Evangeline Lilly, and she's also in Desolation of Smaug, and and you know she's a lot better in that. Um, I, or if I had to choose one movie to watch her, and I would rather watch her in Desolation of Smaug. Um, but uh, I think we can all agree that like uh, you know Smaug is one of the highlights of the series of the Hobbit series, um, and that just gets so much that. It, go so far as actually being a memorable highlight more than anything in these two films, you know, that, 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 that will tip it in that direction for me. Um, and that makes Desolation of Smaug win over Ant-Man and the Wasp because wow. it's a no brainer. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Okay. Desolation of Smaug makes it through. Was not expecting that. All right. Well, yeah, I can't. I mean, right. I can't argue with it. It's they're both. No disrespect yeah. to the shills, the MCU shills. <laughs> All right, guys, we've got two more. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh shit! Oh, no. I have feelings. I have feelings. Oh, you, you no. spike. This is this is the hottest one of the night. All right, this one. Oh, no. Can we just All do right. the soundtracks? Wait, that might be worse. Right, Adam. Adam, that might be worse. <laughs> The crowd is in a tizzy. What I want, what I what I really want is I want to come back for uh, Turbo, a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie versus the Crow City of Angels. That's what I want. Oh, oh God. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so uh, we're talking about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers recently. No, like so the, more... the 90s one. Okay, the 90s one. Okay, okay. That's what I wanted to... to double check there was no All mighty right. morphin in the new one sorry at least yeah. in the title the song yeah. in there, though. the song, <laughs> the song makes it in there eventually yeah yeah well obviously we're taking liberties we didn't say aliens versus predator okay so i'm just I, like no no all right that so high part. <laughs> jacob jacob it's time for you to retire from the showdown um uh, so that is a joke we love you um uh mighty morphin power rangers the movie um, was this wonderful, like slightly higher budget version of the show, uh, where they had some CGI, um, you know, and uh, uh, you know they didn't have to rely entirely on stock footage. That movie <laughs> is funny, uh, and it's got a great video game companion piece on Genesis and Super Nintendo. If you can like play the old physical game or download an emulator, the game's great. The Crow, though, okay, so. I'm of that age from that era where the crow was a very big deal for me. And I grew up listening to all the bands on that soundtrack 
and the crow channeled my existential angst and all of that kind of stuff into this wonderful character. And then there, Brandon Lee's passing is like horrific. And, but it's for better or worse, it's immortalized the film. And when you watch it, like it's not a perfect movie, it's not a perfect comic book movie, but it's so earnest. And the imagery is so iconic. And there are moments in that that are laugh out loud, hilarious in the darkest way possible. Um, I'm a big fan of the source material with the crow. Um, and while I think there are some, you know, a, a, a couple moments in this movie that are melodramatic and, you know, uh, a bit, a bit rote. Um, it's still, again, so genuine in its emotion. And uh, the soundtrack's amazing, and there's some fantastic action. So the crow wins a thousand percent for me. But Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, is hilarious. Go see it. It's a lot of fun. It's really chain. fun. Yeah. If this were between Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, and Steel, Power Rangers all the way. <laughs> uh, Marisol, how where would you be going? This is genuinely tough for me because of two conflicting like trains of thought. I'm like, well, I'm exactly the age group that like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I was like, oh my God. It was, I remember seeing this as a kid in theaters and yep, it, it, it I was an anime character. I had like the stars in my eyes and I was like, oh, like I, I just, I just, you know, I, I, this was, this was a big win. And did I see the crow in theaters? No. Cause I, 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 that would be like illegal. And I, I didn't. And I saw it later when I was old enough to see it. Um, so I didn't have the magic and the buildup of like looking forward to it and seeing that in theaters. So it's intense nostalgia with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I was finally seeing like one of my favorite TV shows as a kid, like on the big screen. Wow. And that, that holds a lot of importance, like personal importance as, as why we love films and what they mean to us, blah, blah, blah. And, um, but, uh, but I also have to be objective, use like age and experience to be objective and say that The Crow was a big step forward for, for comic book film. And, and, and it, was, it was a big and important step forward of showing these stories and showing them legitimately and taking them seriously and creating, um, like, like Adam said, like an earnest story, like, like extracting genuine pathos out of, out of, a, out of a story and showing it um, and, and showing it beautifully shot um, well done, excluding you know the tragedy, the link, the 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 the, the legend, uh, not the legend, but the tragedy um, that has become since you know infamous um, um, because of it. The tragedy linked to the film um, with Brandon Lee, but um, I think that the crow matters more in the in the long run in the scheme of things um, for moving um, moving the genre forward and and legitimizing it. Um, and actually being just objectively, completely objectively speaking, a better film. Um, so I have to lean, even though, you know, my little, you know, my heart is bursting out of my chest and is like, oh, I, but I love that. But I had so much fun. I have so many more personal memories and enjoyment linked to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Um, I do have to go with The Crow because I think that that is objectively a better film. Um, of, I, also dealing with completely different subject matter, but still, I think objectively a better film and and did more for moving um, 
moving the genre forward. Um, uh, uh, Mara, where are you going? Well, there's not a lot I can add other than what I glean personally, which is I was a, uh, I was a dark child. Um, <laughs> I used to fall asleep listening to the silence of the lambs, like every night, like, <sighs> and I saw it right when it came out and, um, I was in the single digits age wise. So oh, it's nice. pretty early, but, um, <laughs> a woman after my own heart. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need a girl's night with, with I just know. these ladies here because <laughs> I've, <laughs> I found my kindred spirits, ladies wise. Um, but I really appreciate, even without the real life tragedy, um, depression in a bottle, whether it's from a song or a movie or a book, um, a photograph. And so I find that The Crow makes me feel a weird amount of peace because it is so visceral and so depressing. And even mm. though it has extraordinary elements in it, it feels very real because things like that happen to people every single day. And I, uh, I really appreciate the fact that they could bring that to people in an accessible way that doesn't feel like it was made to make you feel miserable and then make you feel wonderful. Um, it just feels like telling a story and the idea that they could bring that source material to light in a way that actually worked. And I even think the sequel works. I know a lot of people don't like it, but I, I do. Um, so depression in a bottle is going to win, even though I saw Mighty Morphin Power Rangers repeatedly as a child. I love watching it. I thoroughly enjoy it. I, I find it to be just a delightful piece of trash. And so, uh, <laughs> sadly I'm, I'm going to vote for depression. All right. Uh, Lauren, where are you going? This one is really hard for me, uh, for a lot of the same reasons as Marisol, um, me and my younger sister, Mighty Morphin is like a spiritual experience for us. Um, we were both in love with Tommy. If you say you weren't, you were lying. Um, I wanted to be Kimberly. Um, and I just like a moment of silence for the sound effects in Mighty Morphin. Just the like it's <laughs> Mighty Morphin will never get old to me. It it's so special. Um, Jesse introduced me to the crow. Um, he, this year. much like Mara, he knows that I like very dark things. Um, <laughs> and I hadn't seen it. And he was like, I think that based on everything about you, you will like this movie. <laughs> and I did. Um, and so again, I feel like I'm just copying Marisol. Objectively, yes, it is a much better film. Um, it broke my heart in the best way. Um, it really pains me to do this to Mighty Morphin because the oh, amount no. of love I have for it is unholy. Um, <laughs> watching the newest one, as soon as that theme song started, I was like singing along and clapping and I was like, this is what I've been waiting for. Um, but if we're being completely honest and which one I truly think is the better film, it has to be The Crow. It hurt to say that. Those words hurt. <laughs> She's <out>. going to need <laughs> therapy. <laughs> Somehow, Jacob, this is the hardest one. And I'm not I'm not happy with you about it. That's fair. <laughs> it was That's a really fair. real Sophie's choice for me. <laughs> Taylor, what's yours? What, uh, what, what's yours of the Sophie's choice? Uh, I mean, 
I feel like there's not much else I can add at this point. Like, I feel like we're all going through it. We're all having a real one together right now where we're just suffering. Um, and this was, this is, uh, this, this one right here is really the culmination of what this show actually is. Where yeah. you, you gotta suffer and you just gotta, you gotta go with it. Um, this is when we have to you, grow up guys. So much the same as, as pretty much everybody else, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers to me was, oh my God, it's the TV show that I love on the big screen. It was something where it was like an experience for me. It's very nostalgic. It's one of those things where Power Rangers is just, it was ingrained in my childhood and it was a big thing for me. And these movies and the TV show, it's a lot of fun. Mm. But then you've got, as I'm going with this now, depression in a bottle. <laughs> like, I don't know how you can look at it. You can, to me, I'm like, is it going to absolutely crush my soul? Yes. All right. Let's do it. Let's just go in for some soul crushing. Just we gotta do like oh, this is this is. Well, I don't think this is the one you were expecting to crush people. No, I I was not expecting this to be Infinity War. Um, <laughs> so, but I I have to go with the crow. <laughs> I have to go with the crow. All right, uh, Jesse, your your final act. Can so. you just can you just vote for Mighty Morphin? So it's <laughs> Let's go one. I just want it to have one vote. This is so sorry, honey. I'll go ahead. Yeah. The crow. I you know I'm twenty eight. Is math correct? Um, thank job. you. And so. I super <laughs> I super grew up with Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers, and honestly, I'm a much bigger fan of the movie than I ever was the show. I watched the show, but the movie means so much more to me. Um, my both my sisters are older than me, and one of their favorite things to do is we would try to form the human chain and spin around in a circle. And this movie <laughs> starts with people skydiving and like surfboarding in the air to higher ground. Which, if that's not a super like. 90s punk mood. I don't know what is. Well, and then like a moment for Ivan Ooze. I, I mean, Paul Freeman like, from him. Indiana Jones Freem. Freem? Uh, fame. Yes. <laughs> and anyway, so I don't want to just gush and gush and gush on Mighty Morphin to Why not? not I mean, I do want to do that. Uh, the Crow, if I'm not mistaken, Heath Ledger references um, Brandon Lee as yes. inspiration for The Dark Knight, yeah. which that in itself is incredible two tragedies linked together in two phenomenal performances and you can see it and um as much as mighty morphin oozes with attitude um <laughs> i think that the crow oozes with like a very special aura of darkness yeah. it's like bottling depression you know and just putting it in a bottle and what I an think, original thought i thank you and i really <laughs> i really enjoyed that <laughs> you know what? You know what a good name for that drink would be, Jesse. <laughs> Hang, Hangman's Joy. <laughs> but yes, I I really I enjoy the crow. The I'm I'm I have to say the crow is my uh. choice. I'm sorry, but it's hard. I agree with Lauren. This is the worst one so far because it I... really is nostalgia versus like. Well, kind of also nostalgic, but like a different form. Well, 
this uh, I was not expecting this to be our Avengers Infinity War of everything where it just ends in depression and everyone <laughs> hating everyone. So uh oh everyone hating me, mate, mostly. So I'll be nice and I'll give the little bit of, I'll give the little bit of hope and I will vote for Mighty Morphin for you. Now we can now we can now now Somebody we'll, uh, likes it. You guys, yeah. are you ready to, are you ready for right. the last This is our this is our it power. It can't be harder than this that our, one. This is our no, Ant-Man Lost, nice easy one, I think, that will wow. just be a nice palate cleanser. The Chronicles of Narnia, The Voyage of the Dawn Treader <laughs> versus Batman versus Superman, <laughs> Dawn of Justice. <laughs> I don't know if this is uh, if this is Ant-Man of the Lost or Endgame, um, where you guys are just all like, I hate everything. So I am going to start. Jesse, you may start as your punishment for not picking Mighty Morphin. <laughs> 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 all right so listen <laughs> the ultimate cut of batman v superman i find to be fully watchable in fact i'd give it like a seven out of ten i kind of enjoy it that's generous um I, like i said <laughs> hot, or, you know i didn't say hot take but it is a hot take maybe um no, i will exactly. watch this movie Black on purpose <laughs> um i believe that the chronicles of narnia is a sliding scale with a real high beginning and yeah it's not it's not a real like disparaging difference but i'm gonna say uh dawn of justice because of the highlights it's not great but it has moments fair uh marisol all right um the chronicles of narnia films are um there's not a weak one, I don't think, in the bunch, in the in all three um, that that got greenlit. But um, they're not impressionable enough. And I do think the strongest is the first. Um, um, but they're not impressionable enough. And I'm a dark horse that um, I am, I'll show my hand. I am a DC chill. Um, can you, can you tell? I mean, is it obvious? But, but, um, <laughs> We're more you kindred than you, well. than you think. We're more kindred than you think. <laughs> but, All my comics are DC. Fair enough. Um, but I am I'm one of the defenders. I'm an avid defender of Dawn of Justice. Um, I, I love, uh, I'm a fan of the Snyderverse for going there, even if it doesn't always 100% succeed. Um, it goes there. Um, Snyder's obsessed with these alternate, like the, the dark storylines, the alternate storylines, the alternate timelines. He, he loves going there to the, to the dark ones. Um, and, and I love, I love that he, um, I love what he did with um, Dawn of Justice. I was admittedly a fan of it before the ultimate cut. Um, I still gave it the benefit of the doubt. I still um, liked being pulled in all these directions. Superman has been such a boy scout for like 80 years. And I loved that, uh, the popular version of him was finally starting to just, just go to really dark places, um, and show him in moments of doubt and uncertainty and, um, and in conflict over public image. Um, I find conceptually, I find conceptually what happens in these films in general, um, fascinating, even if the execution isn't pitch perfect, I still find it fascinating where they go. And, um, and I, I do really enjoy Dawn of Justice. Um, 
I would pick it over, like I said, over Voyage of the Dawn Treader only for the fact that like I can remember almost nothing about Voyage of the Dawn Treader, even though I enjoyed C.S. Lewis's books. Um, I still think that um, the combination of just the imagery, um, Snyder's always excelled in imagery, and the combination of the imagery and trying to bring the most iconic moments from the comic strips into his films, he excels at that. And I think he does that better than any any filmmaker adapting comic books. Um, I think he does it better than anybody. And I think he deserves credit for that. And those images just leap off the pages in Dawn of Justice. Um, everything you could have imagined um, reading the comics. Um, and I think that the ultimate cut is the superior version. It's tragic that that didn't get to be the theatrical version. Um, but I still think that um, this is a film that I know is divisive for a lot. And a lot, a lot of people, especially when it first came out, and a lot of people just love to say like, yeah, it sucks. You know, it just, it just sucks. That's it. The book, yeah, case closed. It sucks. Um, and I think that there is a lot to mine and a lot conceptually and thematically to mine from these films um, with a cast that is all fair game. And I think a lot of people talk about how Ben Affleck is one of their favorite Batman, Batman, Batmans. Um, I don't know. One of their proper. favorite versions of Batman. Um, and it's because of what he had to work with in this film. Um, I can't say enough good things about Dawn of Justice. Um, not my favorite DCEU film, but I think deserves a lot more credit than the bad rap um, that it's gotten and easily is my pick over Voyage of the Dawn Treader. I All think right. Jesse uh, might leave me for you. That is well. not true. <laughs> <laughs> keep it on, keep it on. <laughs> Mara. <laughs> Prepare yourself. So much. Oh, All right. <laughs> This is probably the most excited I've been the whole time. And I've been really excited. <laughs> Are you ready? Mm -hmm. okay. First of all, I just want to say that I love that it looks like the Dawn Treader boat is going to fight Batman and Superman. The Dawn Treader v. Batman v. Superman. Longest tales ever competition. Yeah. Okay. Every single time I rewatch BBS. I like it more. And I, I won't lie. When I walked out of the theater the first time, I was like, well, narratively, this has problems from a structural <laughs> standpoint. But I didn't hate it. I just didn't understand why it was the way it was. And yes, Ultimate Edition, solid A for me. Like, it works. It really, really works. But the score. Again, I just got to talk about the music of that freaking movie. That score is brilliant. And it makes like my body, I, I have that thing where like music stimulates me. Like I can get goosebumps from listening to like a commercial for a car. Like, and I get like <laughs> my ears will like, the hairs inside my ears will move. And so like, it makes my brain tingle. Like, you know how there are people that have, um, that can taste colors. I'm kind of like that with music. Like I get very stimulated by music and that music slams. Like it is just so great. And uh, we got our freaking Wonder Woman theme. We got our Trinity pose, like splash page me, like, uh, and then Batfleck, total sploosh. Um, I am a big fan. Um, Jeremy Irons, that's my Alfred. Um, hashtag that's my Alfred. Like, yep. I really, really get excited about this movie every time I rewatch it. Um, did not expect to ever be saying that. If you'd asked me in 2016, I'd be like, oh, I have to watch this for inner geekdom. Wow, that's not going to be fun. But it is. It's fun every single time. And even when I have to watch, like, before we were allowed to have extended cuts in inner geekdom schmodown and i just had to watch theatrical it was like 
it was still fun. Every single time it got more and more and more fun. And Snyder for me is very hit or miss, but this one just stick the dirt right inside of that little red circle on the dartboard. Like I'm here for it. I kind of want to go watch it right after this now. Um, <laughs> you want to watch it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, watch along. I'm feeling like that's a solid maybe. Um, but, but yeah, this I mean, channel. <laughs> Chronicles of Narnia is that movie's fine but to me even the first one which would have at least given BVS a run for its money because I love that movie I think it's a great movie uh it just wouldn't be able to get my vote not even for a second I'd think about it but I'd only think about it for like this much time and then I would say um hot Batman check Hot Alfred, check. Superman, <laughs> yeah, why not? I, I maybe. Um, Lois Lane, sure, yeah. Wonder Woman, <laughs> f yeah. Like I'm <laughs> that. Just the cast. It's like moisture. <laughs> All right, um, Adam, where are you going with this one? <laughs> Did I break Marisol? <laughs> 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 well, we broke you earlier, so I think you've now broken about uh, Marisol. So that's the whole point. I'm not sure how, how Adam's going to follow any of this. Up, <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe he's thirsty for uh, Lawrence Fishburne. I don't know. No there you go. Yeah. yeah. The, the voyage, what I was going to say, is the voyage of the dog treader is very moist. <laughs> Get this, get this. I will not imagine, be invited back. Imagine the trailer. Oh, yeah, you are, okay. I'm, I'm probably not going to do this show without you now, Mara. <laughs> Just, imagine. I hope you're busy. I hope you're, every single Sunday night is now free for the next, like, 20 weeks. You've now booked yep. yourself for the next 20 weeks. And just bear warning you. Mara's trying more hashtags than anybody work. else. Hashtag hot Voldemort. Hashtag moisture. All right, all right. I'm sorry, Adam. Please go ahead. I'm sorry. It's a tough act to follow. I'm not going to deny it. But I, in a bottle. Yes. Um, what I wish they had done for Voyage of the Dawn Treader is I wish they'd advertise it to film nerds uh, and alienated a, a mass audience by saying this summer or this Christmas or whatever the hell <laughs> coming from the director of The Coal Miner's Daughter <laughs> and The World Is Not Enough and Enough. He directed both of those movies. He directed The World Is Not Enough and Enough. Um... So Voyage of the Dawn Treader is uh, tastefully bland. Um, uh, that is like Narnia cracks me up as a film franchise because it, it it was trying. It really it gave it it gave it the old college try. It kept going, and then but Batman versus Superman is that beautiful messy experiment that does get better when you rewatch it. And having the advantage of the director's cut is is wonderful. My biggest gripe with that film is honestly Doomsday. I just wish I'd saved him for a different movie because uh, I love that storyline from the Death of Superman comic series, and I think Doomsday deserves his own movie. I think building up to him deserves his own movie. And honestly, with where they're going, they could re they could do a whole separate Doomsday storyline, just reboot it from scratch, and I wouldn't think twice about it at this point. That's my biggest gripe, which is to say I think Batman versus Superman deserves... Again, 
what everyone's been saying, a lot more credit than it gets. Um, I walked out of that theater being very interested in what I'd seen, even though um, it was messy. And then when I got the Blu-ray director's cut, it just all clicked a lot better. And I enjoy rewatching it. Um, I have to kind of gear myself up for it because it's a long flick. But um, uh, it's a lot of fun. And Voyage of the Dawn Treader is completely uh, uh, ingestible uh, uh, cinema, I guess. But uh, for my money, I guess I would, if pressed, I'd say Coal Miner's Daughter is slightly more exciting. (laughs) (laughs) So... Um. So, Voyage of the Dawn Treader gets points because Ben Barnes. For Stop, me, you can't steal my answer. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, points. We're adding some points for that. That's some good stuff. You gotta weigh um, your hot Bens. Oh, <laughs> Barnes, any uh, day. Sorry, is that anything? We're definitely having a girls' night stream. I was going to say, first is clearly a common Uh, theme in uh, all of the females' arguments tonight. (laughs) Moisture. For men or women. Yeah, yeah. Moisture. (laughs) Hashtag hashtag moisture streamed. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm I'm way out for that one. Way out. Um, Okay, I'm trying to get back on track here. All right. So, so. I was one of the people that walked out and walked out of Dawn of Justice devastated. Like I was really upset walking out of that movie. I just couldn't, I couldn't vibe with it. I didn't know what to make of it. I felt like it was messy. But to me, as long as you talk about the extended cut, the director's edition, I will watch the movie and appreciate it. I, I have so much appreciation for the story that we get told in the extended version of it just personally i get so much more out of it and story-wise it makes sense to me that being said going along with mara the score of this movie the wonder woman score alone is like plus 100 points like i can't i can't look at this and be like oh well there's the wonder woman score and then there's ben barnes like i just can't (laughs) i can't do it as much as i would like to do it i can't do it so it has to go to Dawn of Justice. Uh, Laura, where are you going with this one? Well, I woke up today and I chose violence because I don't like either of these movies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, one, of the, one of the first disagreements Jesse and I had was well, about Dawn of Justice. The agreement I'll never win is I've said, like, <laughs> I would love for you to watch the ultimate cut, and I don't think it's ever going to happen. Well, now that all these lovely people have said so, maybe I'll give it a chance. Um, so you're saying there's a chance. Matters more to her, of course. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I like Taylor left Dawn of Justice and was like, "What the hell?" I did honestly. What the hell? I left the theatrical. And cut. I left the theater of Voyage of the Dawn Treader and I was like, "Ben Barnes is so hot." Um, <laughs> And that was my only takeaway from Don Treader. The rest of it is like eating a cracker that doesn't taste like anything. That you're like, it didn't offend me, but there was no flavor. Ben Barnes is the only flavor. Um, yeah, I don't particularly like either. Um, simply, yeah. Ben Affleck is not my favorite Batman. That's another area of contention here. It's okay. Um, it's a close race. That's okay. 
Jeremy Irons vest. I was here for it. Yes, Jeremy Irons vest is the best part think, of that movie. I think yeah. it's a much easier conversation. What's the weakest Batman versus what's the best Batman? Everybody's that's, got that's a different answer true. for the that's best. Definitely true. Yeah, yeah but the I, weakest is much a much easier. Conversation. Whoever that son of a yeah. bitch was in Space Jam: A New Legacy is the worst Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Will Arnett's number one. That's your right? Will Arnett's right number one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think just to be a little chaotic, I'll choose Narnia because uh, nobody else did. I like um, it. All right. And I, I like just it. really didn't like Donna Justice. <laughs> You're the love. Right. I like that. Speak I your just truth, now girl. realized that Don's in both titles. Am I slow to that? Yeah. Or, okay, cool. A little cool, bit. Cool, cool. But, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> oh, well, but maybe now I'll give it another chance. <laughs> the Chronicles that, of Superman, the Voyage of the Dawn Treader of Justice. What about that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that we're going to together cut. a super cut of both of these movies. <laughs> that's going to be Barnes cut. Well, very quickly, <laughs> I'm going to give you a tease for next week's matchups. So here is what we have very quickly Batman Returns versus Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Mm. Avengers Infinity War versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 1990. Mm -hmm. Daredevil versus Star Trek The Motion Picture. This is really this is fun. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets versus The Lord of the Rings Return of the King versus The Phantom Menace. Was not expecting that one. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. We're watching Turtles 2 before we get there. They're both very Back to the Future 2 versus The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug. And lastly, the crow versus Batman. <laughs> oh, these are juicy. These are that last one that sucks is... for some of us. <laughs> <laughs> so that is going to be next week, the first round of next week's matchups. However, more than likely, we will be able to do the rest of the wild card bracket next week as well. So thank you, everyone here for joining us. Uh, I'm going to go through the board. Adam Collins, where can people find you online? You can see my nonsense right there at Eisenhower. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a nonsense name on Twitter and Letterbox. That's really all I do, other than appear on programs periodically and compete in this trivia thing we all obsess over. That's fair. Yeah. Thank you so much, mate, for uh, for joining us. This was a lot of fun, and we hope to see you next mm -hmm. week. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Marisol. Where can they find you online? Um. Not very many places because I like to keep to my hobbit hole most of my time, most of my days. Um, but uh, I do occasionally, um, especially through the Schmodown, I tweet more now that I'm involved in the Schmodown. Um, you can find me at uh, Marisol underscore Mariah, M-I-R-I-A-H um, on Twitter. And um, probably I'm most active also on my letterbox uh, where I log and, and write little blurbs about the movies I'm watching constantly because I love movies. So I'm watching movies all the time. Um, so you can find me on those two places and that's about it. All right. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Jesse and Lauren, where can the people find you online? Hi. Well, uh, Lauren occasionally is on the channel. I'm and just here sometimes. She is here sometimes <laughs> and always looking lovely. Uh, you can find me or us on the Flick in Real YouTube channel. I added that right down. My microphone's blocking the way, but you see it right there. Also, you can find me on Twitter at Jesse Swift. And I mean, outside of that, it's studying, 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 because like these fine uh, fellows and she, she fellows. Um, <laughs> 
I'm good with words. Uh, we're <laughs> setting for the showdown because, you know, it's become a part of our lifeblood and that's a lot of fun. So, and hopefully you can find me on here again because this was the most fun I've had online in a good amount of time. Oh, absolutely. And and sorry, I'm Marisol. I didn't say yes. You are also absolutely invo uh, invited next week as you always will be. <laughs> um, uh, thank you very much, guys. And we'll hopefully see you next week. Mara, where can they find you online? Uh, your resident moisture farmer, Mara. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at that Mara. Um, I don't understand Instagram, but I'm at that Mara LA if you want to teach me because I, I don't understand it. Um, I occasionally lurk over on uh, Dan Merle's channel and on his Patreon. Uh, I'm sure you guys can find that on your own. But I really just want to thank everyone else. This was also legitimately the most fun I've had online in a really, really long time. Uh, two and a half hours went by like that. I also demanded in the private chat, we go for three more hours. I was ignored. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. Uh, well, you will definitely be back next week. And I think uh, just book in for the next 20 weeks. Cause uh, yeah, you, I, I want you on these shows. <laughs> so you're all booking in for the next 20 weeks. I'm sorry. Um, well guys, that's it. Taylor, where can they find you? Oh, okay. So you can find me pretty much everywhere that exists on the internet at finally tailored youtube uh letterboxd instagram twitter patreon ev everywhere um all of the links for everyone are down in the description by the way as well all of our links everyone on the show their links are down there if you want to find them i've tried to make it as easy as possible for everyone to find everyone so definitely check that out and guys you can just find me at the usual uh, uh everywhere at jacob blunden that was fun. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. I had a great time. I think it went pretty well. Like they kind of hate you now, but we're not quite there yeah, yet. Yeah, they're not at full We're, we're, we're still yet. working towards that. So that's <laughs> going to be a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for everyone who hung out with us today. It was a blast. Time just flew by. And I'm so excited to keep doing this because I think we all just had a great time. So uh, hopefully you guys will tune in with us next week and we'll see you then. See you then. Bye. <laughs>